Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are here not doing a request for Frank Miller Year One, we're doing something we picked out that we've planned for a while. Big no. Kahuna. Yeah, uh, Ray's been interested in a while, and you know, I'm like, hey, let's let's talk about this because it's. Yeah. I'm interested to see if it still holds up for me. Um, spoiler, it does so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does hold up, which is nice because you know, uh, it's quite acclaimed. I don't need to be a contrarian again. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, and of course we are talking about Kingdom Come. Yeah, uh, a lot of you super fans will be. Um, you happy. Know, I, I know at least one of our fans. Yeah, um, we got some feedback. We will get to later. Quite happy that we've we've got up to this point. Um, Connor Connorell, would you say this is? Oh, it's a bit bit of a big call. Would you say it's the pinnacle or, or one of the pinnacles for Superman storytelling? Um, I mean, it's got an action figure. For, for okay, so like, for sake, so Superman, Superman's design in this is like obviously one of his best designs that he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, like just pure visuals and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, do you mean Alex Ross's art, or do you mean the actual costume? Well, I mean it's kind of both, right? Okay. Because like, yeah. you know the costume drawn by a different artists. I don't know, but like the the costume itself is obviously. Yeah, I guess I'd have to say the costume itself. It's like a really great design for Superman. It's a really good mm. kind of old man Superman design. Although he's not like super old. <laughs> more no, more middle age, getting a bit of grey on the temples. Yes. Uh, but yes. Sorry, Connor. Can I um jump in here? There's yeah. a burning question I had before. Yeah. Um, before actually reading any of this, and um, it kind of popped up in my head because if you cast your mind back to. Action 1000, the mm-hmm. Tom King story. Yep. Okay, actually, you may have it just answered my own question in my head. Um, that story was uh, the end of the world, right? Yeah. Oh, so you're, uh, I'm guessing you're going to be wondering why Superman's aging? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so originally he was going to be drawing Superman as, like, because he doesn't age, so he didn't age. Uh-huh. But the artists, like, uh, I think... A couple of people at DC, and he said, like, you already draw Superman as kind of weathered, so they think age would kind of improve the mm. look. So okay. it was a, it was like a visual sort of storytelling decision. So, but what is, but what is more accepted it, uh, amongst the super, super community? It goes, I mean, it goes either way. I prefer he doesn't really age, is my okay. preference. Okay, because I was um, justifying it because I was having this conversation in my head. And um, I guess it makes sense that he does age in the sense that, you know, he grew up as a baby on Earth and he's aged up until up until a point, right? Up until his prime. Yeah. So unless he's like a vampire or something and he just doesn't age after he hits his prime age, um, it, it doesn't make sense. He, I think that's kind to. of the logic. Like he, yeah. the, the vampirism instead of blood is the solar energy. So like he's always, since the solar energy is constantly replenishing his cells and stuff, why would he actually age? If you know what I mean? Because if you're, yeah, but he'd be aged from a baby until a, a, an adult. So what? What has defined a particular age? That, that's all. Um, you know, that's where we get into. Hey, um. <laughs> hey, it's comics. Eh? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which no, is that's like, fair enough. 
but there is there is actually something. In fact, maybe we can cover it on the show at some point. There's there was a documentary released after Superman Returns called The Science of Superman, and yeah. it's all about these sorts of things, mm. how he works scientifically and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. You know, I know it's just comics and stuff, but you know, in this particular instance with the Tom King story, we see two vastly different takes, and and I just yeah. wondered what what is the um, most popular or most agreed um, way for Superman to be. It seems to vary, honestly. Yeah. If I had to, if you put a gun to my head and I had to choose, <laughs> God, I don't even know. I honestly don't know because in a lot of yeah, features, yeah. like Superman's, like in the, the like the 30th century with the Legion of Superheroes, like Superman's not around as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. Whether that means he's like died of old age or he's just somewhere else, I'm not sure if that's ever really answered. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think... I'll, sorry. Uh, I was just saying, I think, I don't know, um, my preference is he doesn't age, mm. but I think Kingdom Come definitely did popularise an aged Superman. Mm. This is the first time we've, like, this is probably the most famous example I can think of of an aged Superman, because in The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Superman doesn't age in that either, and that's, like, Batman's right. 60, I think, late 60s in that story, so... yeah. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, that's right. one of the things. I was reading um, Kingdom Come, and we'll get into the discussion, listeners, uh, of course, in, in depth. Uh, but I was reading that, and, and, you know, Bruce Wayne appears or Batman appears, and I was thinking, you have got to be – if Superman's got grey around the temples, you would have to be a desiccated <laughs> corpse, wouldn't you? Like, you know, how come you're he, – he's clearly older than Superman, it seems. Um, well, I mean, and this is because we see a flashback of Superman – to 10 years ago and i don't believe there's any gray hairs there so mm. i mean it could be stress yeah, that, that's well. what i'm about to say it's um, probably not age it's probably stress yeah <laughs> he's just like oh super stress um <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh well i mean it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun going through it and we're going through the just the first two issues yeah. for this episode because actually these these issues are a lot bigger and denser than i remembered because mm. i was thinking I, was, I think I was like yesterday, I'm like, oh, I mean, you could probably like nail the whole thing in, mm. you know, one episode. And then I open the book and I'm like, yeah. oh, like I flick through the first issue and I'm like, oh, this is like 40, 45 pages and it's actually quite dense. So, yeah, um, yeah I yeah. feel we wouldn't be doing it justice. I mean, I think no, we, we, wouldn't. Could, we could, we could do it in one episode if we wanted to. We could have just, um, you know, broad, broad strokes. But yeah, I mean, let's take our time with this one yeah. because this is a... Um, you know, Mark Wade, some like him, you know, some not so much. I think he's a, he's a great writer. Um, and of course, Alex Ross, um, you know, just a, a, a titan of the comic book industry. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so. and Alex Ross's art isn't for everyone. I understand, uh, critics mm. of him saying it's like too static and stuff, but I think for this particular story and with the tone it has, his art fits perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. You know, it's well. going for the whole mythic sort of uh, tale, as it were, cautionary tale. Mm. It's, it's, I, I, you know. Yeah. I know what you mean about static now, since you say it. It does. There was something I couldn't really pinpoint with a lot of his art. Um, not obviously the, the the craftsmanship and technique of it, but the, um, yeah, I guess the layout, and especially the more kinetic scenes with the action. It did seem to... I don't know, something did bug me, but I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, it yeah. Probably, 
I think it works for this story, but it is noticeable yeah. a couple of times. But mm. not enough that I would deduct any points or anything, um, oh, no, personally. No. But in other stories like Justice that he's done, that's where it kind of hampers okay. it, because Justice is like a simpler and more action-driven story, so... Right. It's, um... I yeah. yeah. See, I tend, I think, I think that's it. Well, I mean, before we're kind of jumping the gun a bit, but just talking about <laughs> it quickly, I think the, um, the art in it, like, they're all, for me, okay, you know, they're glorious. They're, they're really nice, um, panels and stuff. Um, but I think the interconnection between the panels for the action scenes, mm. for me, in, in Kingdom Come don't seem to flow as much as, you know, some other artists who yeah. would, who aren't as, and, and that might come down to, you know, the way that Alex Ross constructs or composes these panels, it obviously takes, you know, a bit more time and there's a, it's a different technique to, to just inks and, you know, and penciling. So, yeah, that might have something to do with it as well. Well, he kind of, he kind of borders between, like, a painter and a yeah. comic artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which leads to some absolutely gorgeous shots of the Spectre, I might add. <laughs> like, oh, I love... Yeah. Uh, right. My friend pointed out, like, a lot of, like, the colouring and lighting reminds him of... Uh, like religious artwork, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and obviously this this has heavy uh, religious oh, tones. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've, you know, there's there's a, a an article I'll link, and it essentially so Kingdom Come isn't meant to just be a one one translation for Revelations, like that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has structured the article, and you know, everyone in the story like kind of has an equivalent role in the book. Right. Um, you know, like, Wonder Woman is kind of like the Archangel Michael. Okay. Uh, Superman is obviously the Christ Jesus figure, um, which is, right. you know, I don't mind Superman being a Christ figure in this story because it obviously works for it. Yeah. It's kind of that old all-star thing I always talk about, how a really great uh, story for the character or future interpretation doesn't mean it should be the status quo. Mm. For the character. And they haven't done that with Kingdom Come, like they have with All Star. So, you know, yeah. that's good. But, um, before we, before we dive into this puppy, um, let's, let's, let's talk about, we have some news actually. Oh, we uh, do? Yes. So, Henry Cavill has finally spoken. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, this is like pretty. Broken silence. There's, there's no new Superman movie coming or anything that we know of, but this is still pretty big news because, yeah, he's he's finally spoken, like, in a public official interview with Men's Health magazine. Yes, we are getting more reliable film news from Men's Health magazine <laughs> than stuff like Heroic Hollywood. <laughs> um, so, uh, he has... Yeah, there it is. I just uh, took screenshots of uh, some quotes on my phone. Let's see. Because uh, he's adamant. He wants to be Superman. We know that much. Mm. Um, let's see. I mean, ultimately, we don't know. It's, it's you know, don't think he has that much sway in the whole. Yeah, this um, thing, you know, the whole cog that is a um, the whole machine that is movie making. But it's good that he shows that he's willing to, you know, if, if they do yeah. decide to. So. It's better than nothing. It makes yeah. it likelier than it was before. Mm. As to how likely that actually is, who knows? But this definitely seems like a like a strategic move as well. Like he went into the interview wanting to say this stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, because he obviously wants the role again, and I'm sure his agent 
So, like, I'm, I imagine maybe it's part of negotiating tactics with Warner Brothers, because mm-hmm. um, they're useless clowns. But uh, here's the direct <laughs> quote. Uh, right. I'm not just going to sit quietly in the dark as all this stuff is going on. I've not given up the role. There is a lot I have to give for Superman yet. A lot of storytelling to do, a lot of real, true depths to the honesty of the character I want to get into. I want to reflect the comic books. This is important to me. There's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status is, you'll see. So he wants in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and, and let's face it, the fans want him as well. I mean, yeah. he, he is uh, he's the closest thing to the real kind of... I don't know, the big image of Superman as you're going to get. Yeah, like, you know... I mean, I don't want to disparage, you know, the likes of uh, Lois and Clark and, and Dean Cain. You know, we discussed oh, kind yeah. of that stuff. Um, but, you know, boom, you've got Christopher Reeve, um, paved the way. And then then Henry Cavill is... I mean, he's got he's got the look. Everything that we've been talking about, Connor, about Superman, yeah. like aesthetically and physically and, and his presence, it's all there. Like, to the to the average person, him and Christopher Reeve are the most notable. Yes, examples unless like someone's grown up on a particular thing but to the average person who's not like into superman or doesn't watch superman shows those two are going to be the ones that come to mind there, there uh, might be a young preteen just growing up now with tyler hoochlin and uh and mr hoochlin becomes their you know their yeah. go-to superman um i mean I, I see people on facebook who like aren't into comics at all and they post like Henry Cavill, Superman stuff. Oh, he's a, he's a good looking bloke, so. and he's and he's built like a tank when he wants to be. Um, so yeah. he yeah he absolutely fits it to a T. Yeah. Um. So and his acting is good as well. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it is good. Uh, he was actually pretty good in Man from Uncle. I don't know if you've seen that. No. He no. plays like a pretty cocky. Right. Uh, I think CIA agent. Um, it's yeah. based on that old TV show. But there's one yes, scene where yeah. this guy's like fighting for his life as friend, he's just sitting in a car eating a sandwich, watching the whole thing. It's pretty great. But, did he uh, drop his? Did he drop his? Sorry again, Connor. Did he drop his frame for that or Man drop his Uncle? build? Yeah. Um, I wasn't paying enough attention, but I'm pretty okay. sure he's generally not as okay. built as he is when he's playing Superman. Like he does. I mean, yeah, because in Mission Impossible, he seemed pretty big as well. That's all. Yeah. Well, they were being yeah. done around the same time. Yeah. Did you say that? As we all know. Uh, have you seen that? Uh, I haven't seen any Mission Impossible movies. Oh, you're missing out, Connor. Yeah, um, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, because I I I, uh, I want to see I want to see that one as well. I mean, largely because of Henry Cavill and I've heard uh, he's really good in it. Yeah, yeah, and and Tom Cruise seems seems to ha- surround himself with um interesting actors. I think which is mm. good. Anyway, sorry. I mean, you got to see the movie that caused the whole mustache debacle as well. Oh, yeah. So like, hey, was it worth it? Um, <laughs> oh, I tell you, kind of. I saw an excerpt on Facebook or something or Twitter again of um, the Justice League. It was, um, I think, it was Superman talking to Batman. It, uh, it was after that that big fight that he had with the whole Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, and that top lip. It's not good. I mean, I enjoy the movie, but man, that yeah, that that, I, I that was some yeah. bad. Work. I did. I did enjoy the movie, and, and as well, and in the cinemas, I didn't notice it largely. Um, only in that mobile phone, kind of at the beginning, I think. And uh, is, there's, yeah, and you there's one that, in that in the fields when he's in the fields. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Right? No, that's all right. That's all right. Just, what they should have done, they should have just put a fake beard on him, like seriously. Yeah. Because he's just come back from death. Why can't he have it? Like people still grow hair no. and stuff when they're dead. 
for a bit anyway. I know. That would have been a big move because, you know, obviously, super, well, unless, you know, Superman's never really known for a for facial hair, but um, that I reckon that would have been a lot better. I think um, it would have been accepted considering yeah. the circumstances. Like, he's just come yeah. back from the grave and he's disheveled. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, or even, I mean, I know he's contractually obligated, but surely putting on a fake moustache looks a lot more convincing than asking him to keep the moustache and CGI it off. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I guess you can't argue with the contract there, I, I really. Know, I know, yeah. yeah. But that's, it's just, that, this is where common sense is thrown out the door, you know? Um, not, not from, you know, from the, as you call them, the clowns at the, uh. Yeah, Warner Brothers for clown shoes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing, the thing that bugs is like, Cavill's great casting for Superman. It would just be a shame to see it go to waste. Absolutely, before he gets too old. Unless, of course, they do Kingdom Come. <laughs> Which would he could, he could definitely rock the Kingdom Come, but we already have a Kingdom Come Superman ring around now. So. Yes, yes. Oh, and actually, you know, speaking of news, Connor, sorry, just to, to jump in as well. Yeah. Um, the other bit, you see the the shots, the stills of, uh, of yeah. Welling? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I see the shots of Welling, and I feel like he's only going to be in one scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish... If he's only in one scene, that's fine. I guess if he's in one scene, I can forgive the lack of costume. But if he's in more than one scene... He's still not going to wear the costume. costume. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Routh's looking good, though. He looks good, yeah, he Uh, does. Yeah, he looks better than he does in the promotional art, I think. Like, I think he looks better in the stills from the show. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see him. I have a feeling he's going to get killed off. Uh, oh, yeah. Which yeah. is like, can't you kill the other Superman off and keep him? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I'm expecting uh, the the same, you know, fate as that Flash that we saw on uh, what was it again? Event um, uh, Elseworlds. Um, how we got the the '90s Flash, John Wesley ship. He's coming he's back actually, though, isn't he's he? He's coming back. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he apparently died in the. Well, it seemed like he died in that Elseworlds thing. But obviously, okay, you're right. He's coming back. Thank God. But I don't I was, think, yeah. 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 Exactly. I want to see more of. Uh, he was good. Although he did run like a, like an old man. Yeah. And actually, I believe I don't know for sure, but Kevin Connery might be the Kingdom Come Batman. Which would yeah. be interesting. There's something in um, the back of my mind. I've heard something like that before as well. Yeah, so who, I don't know on that front for certain, but yeah, um, we're not yeah. going to be covering the crossover because... Uh, Maybe down the track, yeah? Or Oh, I, I feel like we'll talk about it, but probably won't dedicate like episode dissecting it. Um, unless you really want to. I just feel like the guys at the Krypton Report do a good... <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is a very good, um, very good plug. Yeah, so if your listeners um, check out the Krypton report, they will most likely, most definitely, be covering it. And those guys uh, review a lot of very good. Um, uh, they they yeah. have very good reviews for TV and and uh, episodes. So check them out. Yeah, uh, but we will totally talk about it. Probably sign episode. Like, uh, we're probably going to be watching it together again. I'm assuming. Mm. Um, like we when is it again? Worlds. Is it December uh, or January? Yeah, I think it starts it... in December. Okay. So yeah. Do um, you think we can do? Oh no, sorry, sorry. Uh, that just goes against everything that you just said. I was about to say, <laughs> should we do an audio commentary? But yeah, no, that's that's that, fine. That'd be a lot of exasperated sighs from me. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be interesting for listeners, I think. It'd be good for people who don't like the CW. I think uh, people who really love it probably get pretty annoyed with me by the end. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, so... Oh, I have another Cavill quote here about the role. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The cape is in the closet. It's still mine. Uh, so that's good. And uh, I also thought I'd talk about these. He gives his thoughts on Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. So... Oh, yeah, what did he say? I, d- I did read that. So he said he's most proud of Man of Steel. His quote is, It's a great starting point. If I were to go back, I don't think I'd change anything. Um, and mm. as for the follow-up, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, he feels... Uh, he says, very much a Batman movie, and I think that A Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie. Um, I don't think it's a Batman movie, but uh, I get his point. I think he had some problems with that movie, from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, like, is there, Connor, is there any... Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of team-ups. Um, are there any Superman and Batman team-ups, as opposed to... Batman and Superman, where everything seems to be Batman-centric. I'm only saying this because of the Batman-Superman that we're about to cover as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, BVS, you know, is it? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, lead, lead me, point me towards that. Most, most of the, most, like, packs run of Batman-Superman, uh, if, if there was ever a story arc focusing on one of the characters, it would be Superman. Okay. Because Pack was also writing action comics as well, and he seemed to just... Is this Greg Pak? Yeah, Greg Pak. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan. I love his stuff. Oh, really? Oh, his his yeah. Batman Superman run is really good. It's my favorite New Fifty Two wow. Superman stuff outside of um, Morrison's Action Comics. It's a great run. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. Uh, I'm gonna check out Pak's stuff. He's very good. Very good stuff. Um, uh, one of my favorite runs of Hercules is is a Greg Pak. Yeah. Uh, um, Fred Van Lente uh, thing. He goes deep into Greek mythology. And, you know, you and I both love mm. mythological aspects. So he really does bring that out, which I, th- I think is brilliant. Um, and also I think he's doing currently Agents of Atlas. Um, he's got a bit of an Asian background there, Connor. So, you know, yeah. we brothers have to stick together <laughs> to support him. So, yeah, he's good. Well, um, I'll, we, we can definitely make a note to uh, check out some Greg Pak Superman yeah, at some actually, point. that'll be good. Because yeah. he's done a lot of good stuff, so... Yeah, I mean we have a schedule, so maybe uh, by December next uh, 2020, yeah. listeners. Uh, we'll we do have, we do have a schedule, yes. Um, yeah. Actually, if the kingdom come, I was thinking um, if we want to do the book justice, maybe we can, I don't know, figure out something to re- not put a new episode out before two weeks, but record before two weeks is up, so it's still fresh. Okay. In our heads, um, just a thought. Sure. Because uh, it's it's hard because it's it's a mini series, but it's really like one story. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, so there's there's the news. Oh, yeah, and, and with Justice League, he said it didn't work. <laughs> That's all he said about Justice League. It yeah. didn't work. I mean, um, it was fun to see Superman. Like, there were some really cool action sequences in there. But yeah. the movie as a whole like, was... I mean, I'm talking about Superman action sequences, but the movie as a whole... Yeah, I mean, as a Superman fan, it was a highlight because, uh, mustache aside, Cavill was very charming in that movie. And mm. to see him smack around the Justice League and Steppenwolf was pretty great. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's just, the whole thing is like that jarring difference between Whedon and mm. Snyder. Snyder, yeah. Snyder is very, like, theatrical with his direction. And when it switches to Joss Whedon, it feels like a TV movie and Batman's gained like five pounds. <laughs> he's talking about sliced yeah. oranges. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not one of those, like, release the Snyder Cut guys, but at least it would be a more consistent movie than yeah. what we got, and I'd Jesus. still watch it. 
That's been going around, hasn't it? I've seen that bandied about people talking about this Snyder cut. And yeah. Um, I'll be talking about it more on The Signal. Yes, there's a plug for you, Dave, because I'll be on The Signal of Doom this week. I'll be back, and uh, we'll actually be talking about the stuff I just talked about then. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) We can just edit and just splice this in to that episode. (laughs) Yeah, but um, the thing is, like, all the stars of the movie have gone in to release the Snyder Cut, except for Henry Cavill. I remember reading a while back when he was doing Mission Impossible 6, uh, or Fallout, whatever, he said... He wasn't aware if there was a Snyder Cut, and he thinks if there is, it's all, like... He doesn't think it'll make that much of a difference in the movie, yeah, right. so... Um, <clears throat> then again, he wasn't in it that much. Well, he was. Second half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and well, and the comment he made about the movie anyway, so, so he doesn't... Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. It's like, well, I still enjoyed it. I own it. I'll probably yeah. watch it again. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get on to... As usual, we'll be covering the sort of new big Superman releases, so, mm-hmm. uh, but just briefly covering, we're not going in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, sh- uh, Superman 17. So, uh, this issue is like mostly just a kind of prologue sort of thing. Um, but I enjoyed it because John wasn't in it. And it, the book was about Superman again for the first time in, like, over ten issues, I feel like. It was yeah. actually focused on Superman. Uh, it, was, it was just all right. I just, there was a couple of funny moments, like Shazam was helping an old lady across the street, and uh, yeah. everyone was just panicking at Superman's arrival at the laboratory. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, as well. Like... I enjoyed it. It's not, you know, it's not like a one that I'll be returning to again and again. It's, it's one no. of those like just <laughs> solid issues that you read and it just moves everything along and, you know, it's going to be part of an arc. It's going to be part of a trade paperback. Yeah, it feels it's like it's part of a trade. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a standout. Actually, the big standout for me was the art. I um, There was something, you know, slightly, uh, how can I describe it, like pop culture-y? Pop, I liked pop it. culture yeah, in the yeah. fact that um, like even the very first uh, opening page is really cool. This is the use of the, the black inking um, yeah. and the colours uh, to give the definition to Superman's face and, you know, he's, yeah. he's like skin and hands. Uh, it's just a really good, um, really clean, crisp art, and it's um, very, very cool. It was very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and uh, these depictions of the aliens are quite imaginative. You know, you got like yeah. a chameleon-esque looking one uh but yeah look on a whole it's um it is it is bendis isn't it it's um it was pretty bendis speaky yeah um, that's what i'm about to say it was it was typical bendis uh the first half of it was uh, a huge kind of just conversation with lois um which was entertaining but you know yeah once you got to the uh there's one bit there you go you get to the eight panels um page with just the the facial expression uh, of superman and as, as as good as the art is i'm just thinking oh here we go again this is here we go bendis you yeah to, do you do your you know close-up face shots um again uh, but as i said the art is is very is very good like the expressions on his face are great yeah um but yeah nothing too exciting i like i like supergirl um coming into it is she always a kind of that like like that quirky no. No, she isn't. Okay. That's she's not, not always not quirky either. I think she's just in a good okay. mood. 
Um, okay. Well, she's in a very good mood in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not a ditz if... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Because she's, no, she's not usually a ditz. She's like a you know pretty level-headed person. Um, yeah. I still yeah. like the Bermuda Fortress. Yeah, no, I think that's really... That's a nice little take on the yeah. um, Fortress of Solitude. Kind of like how Seville's going about how obnoxious it is that he put it in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, oh, I think that's, you know, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Uh, Zod. Old man yeah, Zod. Yeah, I actually... This whole Zod thing where he's starting this new Krypton, like, this all sounds more interesting than what we've been seeing. Yeah. Instead of uh, whatever that last arc was with John and Jarrell and stuff, I would have, yeah. you know, what's this new utopia Zod's building? What's this? <laughs> yeah. You know, how is Superman going to react? I mean, they kind of did new Krypton. Jeff Johns did that, but, you know, that ended, like, pretty violently. Um <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly as you kind of say. I mean, there was a bit of a – it seemed like a cast of thousands in the last arc, you know. Although, having said that, it's Supergirl here with Zod, but it seems very much more focused on Superman, Krypton. Yeah. Um, it seems a lot more – this is this is what a Superman comic should be about. Not. I mean, I enjoyed the whole, you know, the whole hullabaloo <laughs> with uh, John and, and, and uh, mm. was it Jor-El and all that. That was okay, but it, it's just, it seemed like Superman was lost in it all. Yeah, that, like, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Like, it started off, and we've already talked about the awful payoff with the first arc, which, mm. you know, yeah. ooh, it's yeah, Regalzar. Yeah. He treated him like Regalzar was a freaking apocalypse, and, yeah. uh, you know, it just never went anywhere, so. But, um, mm. yeah, so this storyline of Superman revealing his identity is called The Truth. You know what the storyline where Superman's identity was exposed a few years ago was called? Yeah. Truth. <laughs> oh, hang on. So you know what he's about to say to Supergirl here? Is that the... No, no. Like, the it says that the story arc is going to be called The Truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. About yeah. him losing his identity. And, like, the last story arc about him losing his identity was very recent, and it was just called Truth. Uh, so, like, come uh, on, Ah, right. Okay. Um, yeah. Just... Uh... uh <laughs> Also, I I read um so do you remember in action comics they had the whole Leviathan setup thing? Mm, yeah. Well, well, I read Leviathan, and it didn't need its own event. It could have just continued in action comics because nothing. I sh- and I'm not saying this just because I'm a Superman fan. Nothing happens until Superman shows up. It's just them guessing the wrong people as right. to who Leviathan is, and then Superman comes in, and Leviathan tells Superman who he is because Leviathan likes Superman, and then they have a Dynamic, and then now Leviathan's going to be continued in Action Comics 1018. So, why was there an event for Leviathan? Like, why not just keep it in Action Comics? Mm. Because, like, none of the other characters really did much. Uh, The the, the other character who did the most was probably Lois Lane. And, hey, she can be in Action Comics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess they just wanted to release more books, sell more books. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, just a, an opportunity, like, yeah. But I was, I was quite, uh, when I read Leviathan returning in Action 118, I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> just <laughs> taking it. Um, but anyway, let's get on to Batman Superman 4. Oh yeah, yeah. I give Superman 17 6 out of 10, by the way. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly the same. Six. It's um, it's it's above average, but it's just nothing good, like nothing great. <laughs> you know, it's part of a trade, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of a trade, but I mean, again, look, the big plus is the art. I mean, see, Superman has, 
these titles, they really do have good art, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah it's, it's just, it, the whole thing's being wasted, like, mm-hmm. on all this crap. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah well, he yeah. started off good. The first six did, issues of both runs are good, and then he just... Oh, that was strong, yeah. And he just kind of, like, stops... I don't know, he just, instead of writing it... Ah, God. It just got more Bendis, and it yeah, was bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Batman Superman 4, uh, with the awesome art by David Marquez. Oh, brilliant. Um, it's really good. He does, he does like a nice sort of slimmer Superman as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, he does. I mean, if you look at issue 17, which we, a couple of shots there where Superman's, um, neck just disappears into his head. You know what angle. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Beefcake. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, he, uh, Marquez is Superman. He is quite, quite athletic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have much to say about this issue. Uh, I found, I thought it was okay. I mean, yeah. it was pretty action packed. Yeah. I do like how Superman has this whole thing where the fortress will trap itself at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. I thought, like, that was a cool fail safe. A little fail safe. Of course, there's a, there's always like one, there's one final throw at the dice that they can do. Um, <laughs> that will kind of, you know, bring everything asunder, but no. No, I, I enjoyed it. Like, big action packed. It, it's, it's, you know, we're not reading War and Peace here or anything like that. You know, it, it's no. just a nice, fun, action packed. Um, who's a writer? Uh, he just keeps it going. It's really good. Joshua Williamson. Uh, Oh yeah, Joshua Williamson. I'd like to see him on a Superman title. Yeah, he 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 does it. Re- I don't know. I really like it. He's got he's got uh, a lot of characters to to juggle here. Yeah. Um, but they each manage to to have their own kind of little. Yeah, time it doesn't it doesn't feel bloated, which is no. funny considering how many characters there are. Um, and we have the yeah. we know who the Secret Six are now. The final piece was. I know how cool uh, is that? Supergirl. Like, you know. Yeah, and I thought that was awesome. I think that a really good use of Supergirl there, because um, I loved how like positive and you know just sunshiny she was when she came in, and there was that split second she seemed like the savior, you know, where she saves Batman. Um, and she, she got hit with was... a nineties hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was awesome. And then she caught the the um, batarang. I mean, you know, I just... saw that coming though. As soon as the batarang was thrown at Superman, I'm like, Supergirl's going to catch it and it's going to cut her. Um, I, I thought for that for like a very split second, but then I just I let that go, and then when it happened, it's like oh shit! Like yeah. That was, uh, so I really enjoyed. It. Like I was I was sucked into this um this you know ride, um and I, I enjoy all these characters, although I don't know too much about them. I can guess it's um the sister of Wonder Woman, right? Is that Donna Troy? Uh, no? not no. uh some to weird, but she's like proto protege Wonder Woman, okay. so uh, she's like uh. She's in Titans, actually. Um, okay, I got that wrong. But, the, you know, I'll get that. You know, she's Amazonian or whatever. I think so. she might be her sister in some iterations. Okay. I'm not sure. But uh, and, uh, and Hawkman, he's interesting. I'm kind of keen to see where, where that goes. Then you get that awesome, was it King Shazam at the end? So this was really, I found this very highly entertaining, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. And yeah, what was the other? Oh, there's there's a lot of. Oh yeah, this guy. What's his name? So this is this Blue Beetle. You see, like a bastardization of Blue Beetle, or who's the Scarab guy? Uh, so Blue Beetle is uh, Jane, I believe his name is Jamie, and he's one of the Blue Beetles. But like, yeah, instead of normal tech, it's like alien tech. 
Like, he's got, like, an alien parasite or something, which is his yeah. suit. Um, yeah, his character, he, I find him very interesting because he he's got some tech know-how and stuff and Gordon's asking him to, to do this and that, you know, and he's, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. He's got yeah. a cool design. Um, yeah, so I was just wondering, so he is one of the, I, have, I know nothing about these Beatles or Blue Beetle or whatever. Yeah. Are they... Uh, so is Blue Beetle t- is Ted Cord, and he's like, he's like a, a inventor sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is this is my knowledge of Ted Core. I probably got a couple of things wrong, but like, yeah, he's like a he wears like a high tech suit and he flies around this Beetle plane, um, and he owns his own company called Cord Industries, uh-huh. and he's best buddies with Booster Gold, and uh, he was, you know, how the whole thing with Watchmen is there were DC characters that were going to be used, but. DC didn't yeah. want them having. So, uh, Night Owl is the Blue Beetle, uh, stand in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a bit of differences though. Uh, okay. Because, you know, Night Owl's not like super rich and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. And so you're saying this, this guy in here, he's not Ted Court, isn't No, he's, of... uh, he's Jamie. I think he's like Hispanic. Okay. Um, he's like, he's a bit of a legacy character, but, um, He's got like alien tech or an alien on him, and Ted that's, Cord's that's still a, around. So, okay, that's alien tech sounds interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, so a couple of cool characters here. Uh, yeah. yeah, um, I really like. I did really like the ending. How they're all there, and you have Shazam mm. who laughs as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm interested good. to see the slugfest. The next issue will bring uh, Superman and Batman. <laughs> well, that's seem- not even in the Batcave, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they seem vastly outmatched. Outmatched, which yeah. Is awesome, which is, you know you don't usually associate with Superman, but um, and especially like since they all can like infect them. Oh, wait. Mm. I can't remember if he can be infected twice. I'm not sure. Oh, surely he would, right? Oh, they, they actually don't, don't need him anymore, right? Because the Super Six, uh, the Secret Six, uh, oh yeah, they don't need assembled. Superman. Yeah, um, so they got the next best thing, Supergirl. Pretty much, uh, yeah. yeah. So there, so it's just all about not getting infected. It's just about stopping them. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking um, forward so to the next issue. Yeah, is it the last one next issue or? I think I one? think it's six issues. Oh, six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you give this one? Uh six point five. Uh, Batman who laughs. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's about fair. I was about to give it a seven, um, but. Uh, it's it's a hard one. It's one of the I'd give it seven as an as an action comic. If that kind of makes sense. Like there are different sorts of comic books. Oh yeah, you can like, totally give it seven as an action comic. I'm yeah. just, I'm giving it six point five because there's a couple of things of dialogue that annoy me, but I can't really be bothered uh, okay. going into them. So yeah, I mean seven. Um, I mean seven is pretty pretty solid, but um, you know, it, it's seven. It's given seven for uh, for different reasons. More, more the um the action side of things and yeah um, yeah yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty pretty good, pretty good issues there. Superman, I thought was uh, was done pretty well there as well. Yeah. Um, also, briefly, want to talk about the Twilight of the Heroes, mm-hmm. which was Alan Moore's proposal for like a big event. Okay. Um, in DC, it was, I believe, up. This is like roughly a bit after Legends happened, which is like 1987, I think. Okay. Sorry, what's Legends? I've got it. Oh, Legends was a event. Okay. Uh, pretty cool event actually. Um, Darkseid 
sent glorious Godfrey to uh, turn humanity against superheroes as like okay. a sort of prophet of doom, but he like disguised himself as like a media personality. Um, mm. It was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, so he just, he's talking about like uh, the events. Uh, it's not that good. The John Constantine parts are brilliant. I'll put a link mm-hmm. to the show notes, um, but the really interesting parts I thought were his preface where he's talking about how you make events work, like how he thinks you make events work and how they don't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. When he's talking about how events don't work, I'm just thinking of like your average Marvel event. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like he's talking about, uh, you, well, what it's, da, 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 da. uh, so he's basically saying when you include too many characters and do this too often, your only recourse is to do greater acts of debasement in order to attract reader attention. More deaths to appease the arena crowd element in the fan marketplace, eventually degenerating into a geek show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we get the gist of what he means by that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and you can't deny it. I mean, Marvel do pump out these events just willy-nilly. Yeah, and you, people you are know. just waiting to see who dies and stuff, and it's like... It gets... Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's nothing left at stake anymore because things are going to be reset or they just actually... Or they just ignore them and, and you know, everyone's back to normal, um, yeah. you know, before you know it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, totally, I mean, totally agree on that front as well. I mean, having said that, there are a lot of really good Marvel events. Oh, um, totally. There's good events. There's just, yeah. there's obviously those bad events. The ones that are um, in between, yeah, yeah. Like Damnation. <laughs> Damnation oh, was great. Yeah. Uh, actually, Damnation but, um, didn't really have, I don't know, that was just bizarre. Um, but, I mean, the good thing that you mentioned last time about that, at least they did stick something. Um, that something did stick, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, and, and Mephisto in Las Vegas. Um, so they ran with that. That was good. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Damnation was a bit silly. And, and, you know, stuff like Contagion, we understand. It's a self-contained, it's, you know. But, um, yeah, there are plenty of other Contagion. events that Marvel do that just, and I, I just keep on thinking time and time again of that statement by, was it Tom Braveord or Axel Alonso? Um, this will be the last Marvel event. But, you oh, know, God. those guys. Months. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Captain America's... Yeah, Second uh, Empire came out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I remember they're saying, Captain America is a permanent agent of Hydra. And then yeah. I think the next result, because I was Googling, and the next result was like, Captain America is no longer an agent of Hydra. It was very <laughs> humorous. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, that'd be guilt, definitely guilty. Um, and I understand DC don't... You mentioned as well before, DC don't put as many events on. They they're guilty of other sins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but event wise, they don't. I mean, having said they that, they don't. Though, no. Leviathan Rising, I've heard already. Um, Deceased is out. I mean, they, they seem to have uh, still have a few. I guess the like, Leviathan is like a mini event. Uh, Deceased yes. is like you know your Halloween out of continuity okay. thing. Um, in terms of like big crossover wide events, like. I believe all the big stuff is going down in Justice League right now. Okay. It doesn't really count as an event, though, but that is stuff that's affecting a lot of the books. Right. Just in minor ways, like... Lex just general continuity, you mean? Yeah, Lex leaving that yeah. box for Lois. I think that ties into the Justice League stuff. Okay. Because apparently the Justice League book is essentially the Lex book, um, which oh. sounds pretty awesome. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, D- DC do other stuff like hire Bendis and 
<laughs> um, uh, look, on paper, that's okay. Yeah. On paper, that's a big boon, you know? So I'm, I'm more annoyed at the way DC treats some of their characters, I guess. Mm. But, uh, you know, oh, this, this X-Men crap, God. What was so, it, What? Oh, no, I'm just thinking, like, of Marvel events, this whole X-Men Island thing. Um, oh, yeah. I'm covering... I'm that. I think well, that's good. We're covering, like, we keep covering these Xboxes for Signal, and yeah. it just doesn't interest me. Because yeah, I've, I've seen this yeah. before, like, with, yeah. uh, what was Cable's Island? I can't remember what it was called. Right. Um, and they've, they've had islands before, and it's the same thing. But this is like, this is on a huge scale, though. Like, yeah. I, I don't know much about Cable Island or whatever, but this is all mutants. Like, this is kind of, and they, they've changed the game of, well, Hickman's basically changed the, the way that we're meant to look at mutants now mm. in, in the Marvel Universe. So there's a big, like, big moves. But, um, look, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how long it will last. I mean, it's it's they're on an island they they're in effect immortal um i don't know how long that thing will last but yeah that whole thing's pretty weird um, <laughs> yeah it is it's it like iron to said all the x-men are acting weird right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah um sorry for that like completely unrelated tangent though um about x-men <laughs> yeah just just to invent uh yeah, I'll put I'll put the link to Alan Moore's proposal in the show notes, and like the yeah, first yeah. the first chunk of that is him talking about events and how he thinks they can work and stuff. And he also brings up interesting points about why uh, some like the Dark Knight Returns worked so well because that was like this is the, he was writing this just after that came out, and mm. it's because like it had a it had an actual end to the Batman story. Yeah, it was like a lot of the problem, a lot of the things with superheroes is, you know, they're so open-ended. Yeah. All myths and legends have, like, an ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, well, now, thanks to that, like, we have, we have these things. We have All-Star Superman, Kingdom Come, like, those two for Superman, you know, where he has well, an ending and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Marvel are just re well, not re-releasing, they're re-kind of booting the end of days, um, story, like, one, they're, like, one-shots. They're not, like, huge, um, Series, but I think there's one for Captain America, Captain Marvel, Venom. Okay. Um, so Daredevil had one before, um, and they're doing it for a few other characters. Did, where... Do you mean the Bendis one that was done? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was yeah. good. Um, there apparently, I think there were a couple of others as well, but they're releasing another four. So, um, uh, there seems to be a a taste for that now to see how heroes actually end. Um. <laughs> Shall we move on? To just checking if there is anything else in the show notes. No, there isn't. Um, yeah, let's move on to, uh, are you ready to fly away to a Absolutely. dark but not too distant future? Oh gosh, yes, where there's a lot of rumblings. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes. Alright. Alright. Up. 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 And, and away. away. There were voices, thundering, lightning, and an earthquake. And there followed hell and fire mingled with blood. There fell a great star from heaven, burning as if it were a lamp. And I beheld and heard an angel, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth. The story begins with Wesley Dodd speaking with his pastor, Norman McKay, as he is reading from a book of Revelation in the Bible. 
Dodds has begun seeing visions related to that book and is trying to tell Norman about them. However, he dies before he can explain them. While walking sometime after the funeral, Norman reflects on Dodds' life. Dodds had once been the Sandman. During his later life, Dodds had been worried about the world's current superheroes who lacked the morals of their predecessors. As Norman reflects on this, a fight between some of the modern heroes uh, trashes some stuff, and Norman hopes that mankind can outlast these so-called heroes. These thoughts leak into Norman's next sermon subconsciously. After the sermon, the Spectre appears to Norman. The Spectre was supposed to use Dodds for his host as he witnessed the events of the coming Armageddon, but has to use Norman because he is now having the visions. They are first transported to a farm in Kansas, which turns out to be a holographic environment created in the Fortress of Solitude, where an aged Superman lives. One woman comes and tries to convince Superman that he needs to come out of retirement to help the world. Inside the house, they watch footage of a battle between a team of new heroes led by Magog battling Parasite. Parasite pulled apart Captain Adam, causing a nuclear explosion that has completely destroyed Kansas. The Spectre then shows Norman that some of the old heroes still remain. The Flash still patrols Keystone City. Hawkman protects the forests of the Pacific Northwest, and the Green Lantern watches Earth from an Emerald City in orbit. Others, such as Aquaman, the Amazons, and Legion of Superheroes, abandon the world to its fate. When asked about Batman, the Spectre shows that he's now using robots to patrol Gotham City. The Spectre then takes him to Metropolis, where they see some of the modern heroes having a shootout on a suspension bridge and a trample of innocence. The tram's cable was cut, but Superman was able to save it in time. Everyone was thrilled to see Superman save the day once more, but Norman was able to see this was just the beginning of the Armageddon. Mm. So, uh, that is the first issue. Sorry about any weird punctuation stuff there. I didn't write that. Going from the wiki. <laughs> Stupid wiki. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, it's uh, what a first issue, hey, to to set the scene. Yeah, um, definitely. a lot of things to love about this. Um, uh, can I just point out first uh, one of the things uh, not to love so much about it, and that being the Superman, not the Superman, the Batman robot. Um, thing. Is that like oh, his design, or oh yeah, look, I get that, that reveal. That splash page was meant to be, I think, meant to be quite awe, awe in, not inspiring, but just yeah, you're meant to be left in awe. I yeah. had a little, I had a little chuckle, a little giggle. It just looked a bit <laughs> clunky, the robot. You know, I think yeah. the design could have been a lot better. Um, you know, the whole build up of these these thugs running away, and, and then you get this dorky robot. looking robot. Yeah, yeah, could have been done a little bit better. But anyway, that was a small little blemish. Overall, this was a uh, um, this is really good, very engaging. I yeah, think. Mm. Uh, absolutely. And I just, I want to I'll briefly talk about the Book of Revelations. It's sort of like notoriously hard to put, um, to interpret it mm-hmm. into something because it's so. It's just like a bunch of things happening, and yeah. I, I kind of like how this story is kind of like. Uh, kind of mistook the the person who had these visions or wrote revelations mistook um superheroes for angels and demons mm-hmm. because they look so foreign and they're doing all the, they're so colorful and doing all this stuff i think that's like yeah. a pretty neat idea yeah um there was actually there was a few watchman nods in this 
Uh, there were, wouldn't there? Yeah. Wasn't there a reference to um to the owl? The yeah. So there was a book yeah. written by um Hollis Hollis Mason mm-hmm. in a which, and there was like a Who Watches the Watchmen graffiti somewhere. Oh yes, that well. was it. Yeah, as well. I saw that. Yeah, um, early on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. Let, let's let's break this puppy down. Um. Mm. So the cover is good. Obviously, it's it's like <laughs> it's the specter standing with um because the all four covers kind of form a big picture. Mhm. Yeah, the specter really sticks out here, doesn't he? He's awesome. He the way he's yeah. he's drawn by he's got that glow. Um, yeah, he looks really cool, really good. Yeah, the specter looks great here. Um, they actually remove like his sort of over underpants or whatever and his gloves and boots to make him more mm. like detached from the whole superhero identity yeah. mm-hmm. um so he's like i mean he pretty much uh, as suspect said angel is pretty close to what he is yeah because he works for god or the voice as you call it um yeah and i mean the way he enters <laughs> This is like the freaking Holy Ghost coming at you. Well, yeah, true. What does he say exactly? I'm just trying to get the page. Um, it's left ambiguous. Or actually, it's left to make you believe he may be from the other, you know, the other side. Uh, where is it? Oh, okay, you were an angel of a sort. So that was a, I kind of took... I kind of took that as alluding to <laughs> there might be something sinister to him. I mean, mm. although we know he, he isn't. Um, yeah. But yeah. That, that, that page where he enters through the uh, stained windows, mm. like, wow, that's just amazing. That's really good. <laughs> well, even the, the, page, the page after it, um, the page after it, just the, the way that you can create that glowing effect Yeah. for all of them, and even on, on um, what's it, Norman? Um, yeah. Really good, really good. And, and that last pa- uh, panel on that page of the Spectre's close-up of his face, um, just, you know. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, no, the Spectre's drawn beautifully. And we'll, we'll go from the start, we'll go from the top. So, we, obviously, we have the opening page. You have uh, what appears to be an eagle with the stars and stripes on it, mm-hmm. holding a spear, fighting a big bat. Yeah. Mm. What do you it's think a, of this? What do you think pretty, this represents? Well, it's I think it's pretty on the nose for um for Batman and and Superman. Um mm. the truth, justice and I guess the American way. Um and what it sets up is their opposing views on what they're doing for the world. Uh in the story. I know something you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is uh, well, um, I will just say the eagle doesn't represent Superman. Okay. In fact, Mark Wade, uh, it's funny, he meant, he thought everyone would pick up on who the eagle represented, but they all thought it was Superman, so he just ran, like, oh, he okay. just ran with it, and thought, uh, yeah. Um, oh, does that, does that kind of get revealed later on or something? It's not like a twist, it's not... A, no, 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 but like, as in, it, it kind of explains it later on. Oh, who the eagle represents. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I believe uh, by the end, if I remember yeah. correctly, you'll know who the eagle represents. So is it Hawkman? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, 
Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to the average reader, I think, yeah. I think that kind of makes the most sense. Um, Definitely. But I guess, yeah. uh, when you, when you look at the symbolism, it, it looks a lot like, uh, Michael casting Lucifer into hell in Revelations. Um, but, well, although Batman is not the equivalent of Lucifer no, or the well, beast yeah. in this story. Yeah, um, so there's no, yeah. But it did remind me of that with the spear. Um, oh, okay. But I believe okay. that the spear is specific to like you know who it's rep- representing. But yeah, this opening page uh, with the river of blood and everything and the green flames and stuff. Uh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what all of it means. Uh, so it's cool that there's this level of foreshadowing. Okay. There. Um, obviously I won't spoil anything for you. Yeah, right, okay. No, this um, is good then. That's great. It's great that Wade ties this in at the very beginning with, um, with something at the end, so. But yeah, this is, this is a vision of the Armageddon, so to speak. Oh, uh, that, okay. That the Sandman is having, um. Well, some of it, some of the images in that page I can't really discern. I mean, I, I see three things. I see there in the green flames, there's a huge fight. There's an arm coming out of the water with, a a bolt of lightning, and uh, I can't really make out the third one. It looks like there's a, a figure within, you know, some red flames, but mm. it kind of looks, I don't know, way off here, but it looks like there's like a lantern or something or a dome. So, yeah, that's it's quite ambiguous. Yeah. Am I getting warm? <laughs> uh, Did lantern... Kick it off? No. Okay, I'll, I'll say the lantern's no, no, no. a bit off base, but... <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, sure. Well, I don't know. First thing I thought was like it was some sort of robot, but I can't... Seriously, without knowing what happens yeah. at the end, I just can't tell what... It'll fall is. into place for you at the yeah. end, I think. And okay. if it doesn't, we can just revisit this. Um, sure. But, uh, I, I, yeah, it, it's a great opening page, and it mm-hmm. creates some really striking imagery, and, you know, obviously the benefit is this is obviously rereadable because I know what all this symbolizes, and it's just super neat to like have mm. a story that's plotted out yeah yeah um, uh, like this kind of rounds out so a close yeah yeah great yeah so you know um it's a bunch of cool stuff uh, i love the planet krypton diner oh yeah do you see so this is the um yeah i, I yeah i kind of do as well it seems like that's a way that that heroes have gone, right? But there are still heroes about, albeit different ones, right? Um, they're kind of looking at yesteryear, right? So this is kind of like... Well, these guys are like the legends. Like memorabilia of yeah. the, the old old days. But I, I love, like, the little... Um, I love the... Like, I don't know what you call it. The, the decoration for the Planet Krypton building, how it's, like, just the exploding Planet Krypton... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it has, like, the original rocket ship. The rocket coming, yeah. Yeah, I thought that's a really neat touch. Um, and you yeah. got, like, the Super Friends-style drawings. Yeah. Well, when was this written, by the way, Connor? This is 96. Okay, that would explain it, because there's a lot of Lobo in, in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, he seems to be quite... He's noticeable uh, a lot. Um, so he's on top of that as well. Um, yeah. Would you consider Lobo a legacy character from no. DC? <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Well, uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, it did strike me as odd that Lobo was up there with, like, Plastic Man, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, you but, know, maybe he is a legacy of the 90s, so... 
yeah you've, you've got that uh yeah this was interesting i didn't know what to make of this this planet krypton and people dressing up and they've basically watered down the importance of character well they've watered down the importance of the contribution of what these heroes have done hmm. for them uh yeah well, as uh, I guess, as we find out, um, you know, they, these guys, like they, uh, the whole thing is, everyone got disillusioned with Superman's way of doing things. Yeah, they got fed up with him, and so he left, and then everyone else left. Um, like this, this whole thing, like this isn't what the book is, but this is one of the major themes of the book. Is obviously mm. uh, the kind of '90s extreme antiheroes. That were running yeah. around. This is a, in part, a, part of this book is a response to that. Um, you know, heroes that are more concerned with taking out or killing the opponent as opposed to protecting people mm. and saving lives. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the anti sort of cynicism that those heroes represented. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of them <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just made uh, this planet Krypton. It, it doesn't seem to do honor to to those heroes. As, as oh no, it doesn't. Good wise. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But anyway, that's uh, yeah. I guess that's that's what we're going for then. I mean, because the, these people are lauding, as you say, the '90s kind of heroes yeah. who are, are having a lot more. Um, uh, their methods are a lot more kind of. Um, what am I trying to say? Finite. I mean, they, they, you know, they kill and they, they just, they do things yeah, in a more brutal way. It's devolved to the point where it's not about saving lives anymore. It's just about, I mean, yeah. it's, it's essentially devolved into territory wars, really. Mm. Um, yeah. It's like the ultimate devolution uh, yeah. of the, I guess, idea of a superhero. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think at this point, in the story, though, in the, in the present day, uh, they're fed up with these uh, 90s guys running around and messing everything up because they're causing heaps of collateral damage. Mm. Uh, they just... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it actually it makes sense that the citizens within this story... Uh, yeah, no, it, do, it does make sense. Uh, I get it I get it now with the planet Krypton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, these guys are wreaking havoc. Uh, that 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 one guy has six 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 written on him, which is pretty. Yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They're they're just doing, you know, what they what they kind of want. Um, yeah, pretty much. What do you think? Of, what do you think of these designs? Are they are they any good? These, oh, of uh, the new heroes? heroes? Yeah. So it, they're like obviously. Um, I, I do like the Minotaur dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's cool. Uh, like, but a lot of these, uh, well, they're obviously not supposed to look as good. Mm. Like that, that's part of the point is like, they're just kind of look, there's like this uniform sort of mess. They, ha- they, have, of, to be, um, yeah. they have to be secondary to, um, yeah, to, to our heroes. Oh, and, and there's also the fact that these, like these guys aren't really heroes, you know, they're mm. just heroes in name only. Yeah. So like their designs and stuff, they they have all like the guns and the the shoulder pads and stuff like that, and they're all very uh, they're just all very like crisscross with each other. They're all very like generic mm. in a sense. Um, yeah. 
Some some of these guys aren't bad though. Like, uh, I like that blue guy. The I don't know what he is. He's very elasticy. Yeah, and then there's the chick as well with the hair. No, uh, the, the purple. The yeah, purple yeah, poses. Yeah, and they're yeah, um yeah. yeah. They're actually, I think, related to, like, that, that chick is the daughter of Dick Grayson and Star oh, so. Okay. Um, yeah, like some, well, like some of these, des- like, cause, uh, some of these designs are just designs Alec Ross threw together, like, he just looked at the designs he had when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he just made them superheroes, and then he got, like, other people to, like, sort of make them more modern and, like, uh, 90s them up, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and then other heroes are, like, progeny of characters that already exist. Yeah. I uh, have a bit more of a fine look, I guess. But, uh, yeah, like, th- this story does... It has a lot of superheroes, but there's only, like... As I've said before, there's only... There's a few key players, and they're the only ones you have to really know. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Spectre, Superman. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and look, and I'm looking at this sequence as well, and just going back to what we mentioned about um, action scenes by Alex Ross, uh, I think I see it, uh, just the composition of his pages probably is one of the big reasons that I think it doesn't work as well as you, you, you know, yeah. you know, let's just take the, the David Marquez action scenes in, in the Batman Superman. Um, they're beautiful. These pictures are beautiful as well. Uh, there are a lot of... Um, um, overlapping like figure shots of of the heroes posing, like um, there's that one that you mentioned that the daughter of um, Dick Grayson and stuff flying. There are a lot of poses into sp- and, yeah. and that kind of takes up most of the page where the action is meant to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows a lot of what is uh, what the action causes, and I find it very disruptive. Like if you, yeah, if we're talking about a good action scene. Um, was, but I guess this is done in a very, I don't know, in a very realistic, I don't know, realistic way. Um, the focus is away from the action when... It's chaotic. It's, yeah, it's chaotic. But the focus is away from the action when it should be all about the action. I, mm. I think that's what, what I'm saying. So I think that's that's only just a comment of, of, I think, how I see the composition of the action scenes and how they don't work yeah. as opposed to a more fluid, you know, um, way that things are, are drawn. But, you know... Taking nothing away from the artistry of Alex Ross. Yeah, I think I think the composition of their brawl in the street is mm. um, it's not like the best part of this no. issue. That's for sure. Uh, no, it's, no, it's like um, yeah, it's, uh, sorry. Um, I guess yeah, it's just chaotic, a bit muddled. Um, Maybe a bit too much. As you say, chaotic. There's there's a lot on the page. Um, in yeah. one shot there, and it's just really not hard to follow, but just just really hard to take in, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, but that's just a. Oh yeah, I'm 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 pretty in the middle on it. Like I I like mm. the I like what he's going for, but at the yeah. same time, like it's not too confusing. But at the same time, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't like look no, as nice as. Yeah, I don't hate. It. I mean, it's it's beautiful as a. And uh, again, I think it's a way that you said it best. It's beautiful as as a static work of art, you know. You know. Yeah. Um. But when you're when you're using like the the leading the eye and movement and stuff, like leading the eye, you don't. You're not led anywhere, really. No. You just have to pick 
like, oh, I see there's that Minotaur, you know, having a go at that metallic woman. And yeah. there, there's another thing happening down there on the bottom left and on the top right. You know, it's, it's all a bit over the place. But, yeah. 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 Just before Norman sees the Spectre, we get that brief flash of Armageddon as well. Mm-hmm. That figure in the red. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we talked about this Spectre bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they go to... Not Kansas, because it's a force solitary, but it looks like Kansas. And we have Superman. Um, mm, yes. Farmer Superman, but also uh, Carpenter Superman. <laughs> you know, Jesus yeah, was a carpenter. Right. So, yeah. I, so I didn't pick this up until I read uh, some of the stuff Alex Ross wrote in the back of the book, and he said he deliberately put the carpenter yeah. imagery there for obvious parallels. Um, yeah, right. And obviously the, the action... This kind of actually that's more of a Superman one nod, uh, where he's lifting up the tractor, the tractor over his head, yeah. like his pose yeah, is um yeah. It was that seemed very iconic. Uh, so yeah, um, and Wonder Woman, so she doesn't age, right? Because she she looks pretty. Yeah, they even comment same. she looks like the same age. So yeah, yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. no, no, they they comment that Wonder Woman looks the same age as she did like ten yeah. years ago. So ah uh, yeah yeah, uh, I like Wonder Woman's design in this. I like how she's oh, kind of really? wearing flag. <laughs> yeah, I find that a bit. Um, yeah, that flag thing in front of her, in front of her. Yeah. Um, her below her waist. Uh, I, I don't know. I found that it's quite noticeable. Um, yeah, I don't know. I prefer her other, her other costume. Um, I just feel, it feels more like a sort of Greek warrior thing than. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. It may. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. It just, yeah, it just seemed a bit weird. <laughs> anyway, um, Superman's looking good, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got a ponytail. I mean, out of, rocking it. out of all the designs uh, in this, like the future designs, I think Superman's is easily the best. Yeah, it um, looks good. It's the most recognisable, too, like his costume. Um, oh, yeah, we haven't even, we're not up to that yet. Oh, uh, right. Oh, you mean, yeah, no, he does look good. Uh, in yeah, his, yeah, uh, this is... In his overalls, and he, he's um, you know, he cl- he scrubs himself up, of course, later on. But, he's uh, drawn very golden age style. Okay. He's got the yeah. kind of like stocky, squinty mm-hmm. look. Um, and obviously, I read as as I read in the back, like that was a very deliberate thing Alex Ross is going for because he loves the Fleischer cartoons and the original okay. Joe Schuster artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took a lot of inspiration for his look from that. And uh, this horse. Is Comet the Super Horse? <laughs> oh, I'm not okay. kidding. All of these animals are super pets. Okay. Like, um, all all three dogs. Oh no, sorry, just one of the do- just oh, okay. one of the dogs is Crypto. Yeah. And but like in the there's like a monkey somewhere. Oh. And it's the Super Monkey. Um, I didn't notice a monkey. They, but yeah. Yeah, I can't see it anywhere. But I was just reading about it. they like they put all the they put the entire Super Pet family. In here. Okay. Because I thought they were just ordinary animals, but no, they're actually the super pets, which I think is pretty funny. I just um, thought they were holograms, like the whole thing, but. Um, oh no, the animals are real. Okay, right. Because then there's a shot of them in, uh, he, Superman's looking at this huge robotic, crimson robotic suit and, um, oh, he's come out of the. Yeah, okay. he, that's in his fortress. Oh, okay, so I, I thought it was. No, not the same. Holographic. Room. I thought it was holographic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. 
Um, so he w- was in in a huge dome, and they walked yeah. out of it. Okay. But I, I think that's really funny how, like, in this, this pretty, like, dark and serious story, like, they've just, Alex wants to just put all the super pets, <laughs> like, in there. Yeah. But there's no yeah. attention drawn to it. They're just, like, there in the background. Um, oh, yeah. Look, and I, I did not pick that up at all. Didn't I, I didn't know until I read. I suspected Rock. that the dog might be crypto, but yeah, I wasn't certain. I didn't know that they had the horse and everything. Uh, yeah. But, you know, um, so, like, the f- interior of the fortress here is, I like the sort of, um, the red rock, which reminds me of his very first fortress, which is actually the base of a v- mountain, a volcano, maybe. Oh, okay. I can't remember if it was a yeah. volcano or just a mountain, but yeah. Um, now, fun facts here. So, the Kryptonian designs, Jorel and Lara holding up the planet, that's actually the John Byrne Man of Steel. Oh, okay. stuff, and that's Keelix from the John Byrne continuity. So this is kind of like I think they're kind of going for the this is like the future of the current canon, kind yeah. of going for that um, with thought, Superman I anyway. I thought I thought that his statue was a like a legacy thing from the old days, wasn't it? No, it was is, it but like John... the outfits they're wearing, oh, like okay. the headpiece Lara has on her, right? Is the John Byrne one, and that oh. uh, red robot suit. Is from the John Burns Worlds of Krypton World of Krypton series. Oh, okay. the mini series. So, um, so huge, uh, like winks and, and references yeah. there. Yeah. And they're, they're, but there's stuff from the Silver Age in here too. Like there's a bottled city of Candor and there's this giant journal at the back. Oh yeah. Uh, he has like a giant stone journal. And uh, right. when he leaves later on, it has the door with the keyhole, like the giant keyhole in it. Oh, is that the um, one with the the huge, the heavy key? Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. I love. You know, this is a bit of an amalgam yeah. of things. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. But oh, you can't go back to Kansas anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, no, because of Magog, right? Yeah, Magog. Magog. Uh, Yo, I've got to say, is that is he a real character? He, he's, he was made yeah. for this. Okay, because his design is shocking. Like, oh, it's it's deliberately shocking. Um, okay, it's just terrible. Yeah, anyway. They literally, because uh, Mark Wade doesn't like Rob Leefield, uh-huh. so he told Alex Ross to combine Cable and Shatterstar. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so he made Magog. Um, Magog. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a terrible design. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Magog kind of represents... Uh, 90s beast. life held. That's I was right. going to say the beast. Oh, okay, um, yes. Well, his name is very... Um, oh, well, his name's actually from the Bible. There's Gog and Magog. Yeah, right, okay. Um, I don't... I can't remember. I have Gog and Magog. I thought... I just... I thought totally different. I thought it was, man, uh, it was a play on Mangog, which is a a beast um, in mythology. But, yeah. So, Magog... Uh, Magog was in Genesis. Anyway, Magog's a biblical title, so. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, it's a bit of a shocking design. It, uh, I do like his horns. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like a lot of horned characters there. What you got? You got the Minotaur, you got Magog. Dude, it's like, it's a giant Minotaur superhero. What's not awesome about <laughs> that? Like, it's just like a cow running around. Oh. Isn't that isn't one of the butlers for um for Wonder Woman? He's a Minotaur. Is I'm he? Sure. I, I don't really know. Yeah, there's so. a, there's an actual character in the Greg Rucker run. Um, he he actually he does all the cooking for. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. 
but yeah, so uh, does this, you know, some, they're hunting a criminal, something goes wrong, and they blow up a state. Um, yeah. Because Captain Adam is obviously... Uh, How was he ripped open so easily? Who is this parasite guy? Is he again, is he again like... Um, uh, you remember just, the parasite, don't you? Superman villain. No, I don't. Is he, uh, he? The whole thing is he touches, he drains people when he touches them. Have we covered a, an issue with him? I don't think so, but he is a well-known Superman rogue. He's like a purple really? guy. He was in All-Star Superman. All-Star Superman. Jeez. Yeah. When, oh, okay, maybe he's, he's, yeah, I mean, like, I don't deny that he was, but like... He broke out of the prison. He was okay. breaking out of prison. He was draining people as he went. Um, oh, okay. Parasite's cool, because obviously if he touches Superman, he gets Superman's powers, so that's bad. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes, yes, the Parasite, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it now. Yeah, wow, uh, is he, I didn't realise he was such a big Superman villain, okay. Yeah, he's one of the staples. Um, that, was a good, that was a good one, of uh, All-Star. Uh, yeah, yeah but, it was a great yeah. one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. <laughs> but oh, yeah. We haven't talked... Oh, we haven't. I keep on thinking... No, because you read... Star. I'm pretty sure you read that before we started this podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in the imagery of the dead people and dead livestock is obviously a lot like the plague in mm-hmm. Revelations. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you know, this whole premise of... Does this remind you of anything? What are we looking at? So, you know... These uh, heroes are hunting something, and it blows up. It goes wrong, and uh, something biblical is that? Does what it you not remind you of Civil War? Oh, you know when they uh, track oh, down, yeah, uh, Stamp- blow up the school. Uh, well, that was a little, uh, yeah, a little, a little different spin. They were on a reality show, The New Warriors. It was a different spin, but oh, I think were, yeah. Civil War got a lot. Like it took a few oh, okay. cues from I'll... Kingdom Come. Um, okay. Oh yeah, I, I didn't put the two together there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, because like it just does. I think. I think. Kingdom I'm not crapping on Civil War. I'm just saying. No, I no, think no. Yeah. Kingdom Come was like the first major superhero versus superhero kind of story. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, Civil War took it totally different with the whole registration act, which was a, a big, a big thing. Um, but yeah, no, this is yeah. Oh, I'm assuming your silence means that probably something similar happens to to that in Kingdom Come. Oh, registration act. Mm, oh, no, I was just thinking. I was just thinking how much passed. how much more dire the circumstances are in Kingdom Come than um. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because they're all yeah. bickering about registration, whereas this is like a biblical apocalypse. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's happening. Uh, I, okay. I mean, at the moment, for me, it hasn't. I mean, there are visions of this apocalypse. Uh, oh, but yeah, obviously nothing's like really manifested yet. It's all yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so, um, I guess this is where Superman decides to come back. Mm-hmm. It's a really good, um, really good sequence here with the Spectre again because we we do get a, a tinge of his green, which you don't usually see. Mm. Well, you don't, didn't see at the beginning. So, I love um, the, Yeah, the Northern Lights. The Northern Lights yeah. are, are a very clever way of. Uh, I think they've introduced it to you know to kind of highlight the Spectre yeah. a little. And you mm. see the little keyhole in the back where the fortress is. The uh, panel just below her. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, there's a lot of little things like that in this. Um, yeah, right. 
you know. I mean, we, we say this is written by Mark Way, but this is also, like, co-plotted by Alex Ross. A lot of this is his idea. Um, mm, yeah. Like, he came to DC with this pitch, because while he was writing Marvels, um, like, he really wanted to do stuff with DC and Superman. Okay. Um, and he had this kind of vague idea of this, I guess. Uh but yeah, these these Spectre, all these Spectre sequences are really good. I really like his dialogue with uh, Norman, our point of view character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I ask why why isn't the Spectre intervening at all? Because that's not his job. It's, he's wow. he's like uh, well, so he, he doesn't in, know like the spirit of vengeance. He like, doesn't so. know. Well, as as we as he tells us, he's like. Yeah. He's become like he needs a human host to sort of guide him mm. to where just like where the people who need justice are, and like he, essentially like he's using Norman as his guide to find the like how this whole Armageddon thing happens so that the Spectre can punish whoever sort of is responsible right. for it. Yeah. Um, so he he doesn't have that knowledge. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I just keep thinking Inspector's like really all powerful, like really, like he is. Yeah, he he doesn't seem needs... to be like um, he doesn't not seem on, to have not a, not future. Yeah, 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 in this anyway. Um, but this guy, this guy, um, Norman, and the the guy before him has these visions. Wesley which... Dodds, yeah. Wesley Dodds, the the Sandman or whatever. Or the, yeah. who was the Sandman? Norman uh, he was or like... Wes- Wesley. Uh, Wesley. The same man was a Golden Age hero. Yeah. Okay, like and so he's the only one that's seen these apocalypse, and Norman now, are the only ones that somehow passed it on to Norman. Yeah. To, to see these visions. Yeah. Right. Um, man, I love this page of The Flash. Yeah, the Flash is, this is good. I, I, I do like The Flash. Um, yeah. You know, having said that, not read any of his comics or watch the TV show, but he's a he's a. <laughs> you gotta like the Flash, there's nothing. Yeah, he's just a cool design, a cool power, you know, everything. Yeah. And uh, and the way that yeah, he's zipping through here, which you kind of see, it reminded me of the um the TV show, and they they you know take it, which I guess it's not an unoriginal, it's not an original thing, but you just that streak of red. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, I love, and I love how he's described as like a guardian angel, and he's like, this city is a utopia, and there's a bunch of bright colors and mm. stuff, and then you contrast it with Gotham later on, and it's all dark, and it's more like a police fascist state, and it's all ominous, yeah. but they're essentially kind of doing the same thing. Um, I just found it interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have Hawkman protecting the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I like Hawkman's design in this, I like how it's, like yeah, his head's a whole. It's like a bird head, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's like a avatar. It's a full-on um, bird. Okay. And uh, uh, oh man, Green Lantern. Pretty, yeah, the Green Lantern's pretty cool. Um, look at him. He's got that classic pose. You know, deep in thought on the throne. He's legs got plate are, armor on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like green legs akimbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just. Um, and I'm assuming this is Hal Jordan, obviously. Oh, uh, this is Alan Scott, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, Alan, the very first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the very yeah. first one. Sure. Um, who's not actually tied to the Guardians or anything. His ring is more magic-based. Um, right. But, yeah, it's so cool that he's created, like, a armor of willpower or whatever it is. He's created this mm. whole Emerald City that's just floating there. 
and the yeah the brooding pose this and i love his sword <laughs> and stuff it's just yeah. so cool like <laughs> the green lantern's pretty cool i i um i just picked up digitally the the morrison the, the oh nice one. um because it's on sale uh, if anyone oh, really knows, it's on comicsology the half just, price which just, just, well, just issue one of uh, okay, yeah, yeah, of the of his run, which started what last year or something. Uh, so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, is it Liam Sharp? I think he's he's drawing it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, um th- this Green Lantern design, I think, uh, aside from Superman's design, is like the most striking reimagination. It's pretty cool, I must say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, sorry, another shocking one that's just come to mind. Robin. See Robin later on. Oh, you don't like Robin? <laughs> no, no. He looks... Uh, I love him. I love the red Robin costume. Is it, oh, are we talking about the same one where he's got a black hood on, right? Yeah. And, okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It just looks weird. Anyway. Um, but no, I'd agree with this Green Lantern. Very good. Very yeah. good. And uh, and the the flash one is um, more more classic as well the the helmet with the wings yeah that that's like the golden age flash costume the golden age yeah, um, yeah but it's not it's actually Wally West but it right. it's uh, he says it's like two possible things it's either Wally West mm. or it's Jay Garrick Wally West and Barry Allen just combined into one. Because yeah. they're just like they've gone so fast or something. They're like one entity now. Um, so who who said that? Is that was that this is Alex Ross? Alex Ross, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he came up with like little like we see these characters right. So yeah. like because I got a lot of this information from the background because don't tell you in the book they only you only have like key players in the book. Yeah. Um, which have dialogue. A lot of these characters just look cool and they're in the periphery. But he actually in his head he has like a little backstory for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think obviously lends to the authenticity of, um, you know, so it's not, oh, it's just the flash popping up. You can tell this guy has a story behind him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of little cool notes. Um, and this is the robot designs which you found funny. They actually remind me a lot of the, uh, yeah. animated series. It has a certain style to it, yeah. And and just looking at the last couple of pages as well as they they introduce Gotham City, there's a it's kind of regressed. It seems they've gone back to the twenties or something. Um, if you look at the styles, the clothing that they wear, the cars, um, you know, um, driving across the bridge, it seems like, to yeah. have a very vintage look. And and the robot design seems very kind of vintage as well. I like that. Mm. I'm big on that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I like the kind of old fashioned sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Gotham. Yeah. Also, yeah, Gotham depends on the artist a lot. Sometimes Gotham's a bit modern. A lot of the time it's like this sort of. Like, take, uh, Batman 1989. Yeah. That was like yeah. simultaneously in the 80s and in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is very much kind of like, yeah, the 40s as well. Yeah. Um. With the bat robots. See, I, I, I. I like the bat robots. I don't think they're spectacular, but I do like them. Um, the the idea of them's great. I oh, mean, the idea, and, and, yeah. And it's not, you know, you know, having drones uh, is is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't didn't think they kind okay, of. Fair enough. Yeah, but I see what you mean with the animated series. It definitely has that old vintage look. Yeah. Um, 
vintage look to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the whole, God, the, the heroes are trying to take out the villains, but the villains are standing on a thing full of civilians. Um, but the heroes don't seem to care. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we get, uh, you know, the, the, the priest is telling off the Spectre for not giving them hope since he's an angel, and then we get uh, Superman's intro here as a blur. Yeah, oh, sorry, can we just take a step back here? Yeah, One of the sure. other striking villains I find hilarious, that, that little court jester, or the, the what is it, the um, the clown? Yeah. <laughs> On top of the You see, the, uh, it's got like a jack-in-the-box, and the little jack-in-the-box <laughs> yeah. is shooting as well. Uh, that was uh, pretty funny. It's supposed um, to be, uh, yeah, it's... She's called Joker's daughter. She doesn't really have a backstory, but that's just her name. Oh, okay. So um, where where are you? For, sorry, finding all this again. These with, are um, just from the uh, Alex Ross's notes on all the character designs. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So like okay, these yeah. these aren't obvious. This isn't information that you need to know for the story. You it's need just, to no, no, right? It, it just but that's what these little things to... he came up with when he yeah. And that yeah. that big robot in the background was like the most extreme amalgamation of guns he could like imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so, yeah, to me that robot looks cool yeah. <laughs> so you can see our differing tastes here kind of with your like in the batman robot and uh more into that that's very kind of i don't know manga anime it seems a lot of guns yeah it is a lot of guns <laughs> butter, 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 butter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I like the blur as you say superman just again which is you know hasn't been it's not like it hasn't been done before um but uh this yeah really big really big return yeah, and he yeah. does a whole kind of, um, what do you call them, whirlpool, like, tornado thingy? Yeah, like, he spins around so fast he creates, like, a... Uh, like a... Yeah, what, do you call, what do you call them? Uh, is it, like, a, a water spout? Yeah, yeah. 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 But he changes the course of the Mighty River. I love all this text with it. It's like... Yeah. They go for uh, Which is very fashion. classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. very classic, yeah. I mean, we've, we've come across that, at, uh, you know... Uh, all seasons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, look up in the sky and... Uh, yes, yeah, for sure. This is actually a really famous shot from the book as he's carrying all mm. the criminals. And uh, this this is a this is actually the first time this particular pose has popped up. Okay, what do you mean in in all of... Or just his book? No, like, in, com- in comics. Like, yeah, this is, like, right. the first kind of use of this classic pose and, like, a lot of... I mean, other artists have borrowed this pose for other oh, heroes, okay. uh, to put it politely. Um, right, okay. But, yeah. If I'm yeah. wrong, if someone knows this pose before this, then feel free to correct me, but I'm, like, mm. fairly certain this is the first time it's popped up, and uh, it's a pretty famous yeah. moment, so... I mean, the pose is the pose is great as well as good, but what I find most striking here is the, the expression on his face. Um, what we previously have known and seen Superman... As a very warm kind of character, yeah. Um, you know, very wholesome, very righteous. Uh, there's something I don't know. Um, something behind those eyes in this one here. Um, is a. He's it, kind of looking like is like yeah, like yes, I have come to save you. Like I'm. There's a bit of edge to him in this. He he is definitely resentful towards yeah. humanity. Um, mm. Like he still he yeah. still cares. He's still a good person. But there's obviously somewhere in him there's still some resentment there. And honestly, I yeah. don't blame him, considering what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is not the typical uh, 
extremely like humble kind of yeah, yeah absolutely Superman. Um, like he tries so, to be, but yeah, yeah, so well captured here by Alex Ross, really good. Yeah, uh, it's a nice yeah. savior shot as well. Mm. Uh, nice the savior shot. Yeah, the the you know I'm here to save everyone. Well, they're, they're sort of like they're looking up. And he's like hovering above them with the light behind him and stuff. Yep. Uh, and you know, oh, he hasn't turned his back on us. And then you see the uh, shot that's been in the book a couple of times oh, at this yep. point, and it's revealed that it's actually Superman who's in the red. Yeah, uh, he's the one that they should be worried about, and he's there. So that's why uh, Norman's the only guy there that doesn't seem to be applauding yeah, or, uh, or happy knows- at all. With the return of Superman, that somehow ties into yes, uh, the wheel, the motion terrain. Yeah, actually, they are on the road to um to the Armageddon. So the moment of triumph turns into a moment of ooh. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I love these um, you know, there must be just countless um in jokes and references here by Alex Ross. Absolutely, all his mates and friends. I mean, yeah, it's so cool. Because they're very distinct, these faces in the crowd. Yeah. But awesome, awesome reveal for Superman, considering like the whole issue kind of built up to it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, Mark Wade was saying, until he came near the end of this issue, he didn't realise he was writing a Superman story. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a big event with all the characters. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets to that and he's like, oh, wait, I'm writing a Superman story, and everyone else is like, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Mark Wade's a huge Superman fan, right? He is, yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, uh, great. For, I mean, like, yeah, it's a great first, I'll, I'll say it's a great first chapter. It doesn't really feel quite right calling it a first issue, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's definitely the first chapter in like a four chapter story. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we should hold off on ratings until we finish the whole book. Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole book. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but did this this did though come out as four issues though, didn't it? See, I couldn't find the release schedule for it. Okay. But I believe it would have been like the yeah, like was, the Dark Knight Returns where it comes out in these big chunks. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, these four issues are a lot more linked um, yeah. than the Dark Knight Returns ones were because they covered like sort of different. They each had like a plot of their own. Yep. Like, one plot was against, you know, him returning, one plot was against a unit leader, one was Joker, but this is all, like, one sort of... Yeah. I mean, we can mm-hmm. rate them individually if you want, I just figured... No, no, let's just leave them. Uh, or, um, I was thinking maybe... The, uh, I mean, after the end of these two, we can rate... The like, first half? Yeah, the first half. Um, yeah, see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you can rate if you want. I don't know if I'd be able to rate it. Okay. Uh, but you can definitely rate it if you want. Well, I mean, if it is really linked, I mean, you know. But then again, look, we, we did that with E1 as well. You, you'd have oh, to yeah, say that they that's were kind linked. of linked. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that. Well, I mean, for these overarching kind of things. Um, yeah, anyway, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, like, I guess if if I rated the first two issues, I feel like I'd be rating like the first half of the book, if that makes sense. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay. You're just too symmetrical. You're just too kind of, you know. Did you just call me symmetrical. No one's ever <laughs> called me symmetrical and lived. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So shall we go on to the next one? Yes. Um, and you're good with this synopsis? 
Certainly am. All right. So we're looking at truth and justice. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar, and the seven angels prepared themselves to sound. Norman McKay is now seeing a vision of seven angels bathed in the fire of what appears to be the torch of the Statue of Liberty. He and the spectre are taken to where the vision leads them, to the Statue of Liberty where the Americommando, a gun-toting fascist, fires upon immigrants approaching Ellis Island with his Minutemen, warning them to leave America or else. He is soon diverted by a trio of robots, red, white and blue, attacking him, but their personal battle is in the middle of innocence, who they care very little for. This battle is interrupted by Superman, and he isn't alone. He is joined by seven others from the Justice League who have returned to duty to deal not only with them, but also with two psionics called the Brain Trust, who were using this personal battle for their own ends. They were both rendered unconscious by the appearance of Red Robin, a former partner of Batman, who has also joined Superman's team. After this successful confrontation, Superman and his Justice League allies appear at the United Nations to address the press conference gathered there that they will deal with the rogue superhumans on the loose. However, the Secretary General of the United Nations isn't confident of Superman's means to achieve their goals, and neither is Bruce Wayne, who retired his identity as Batman, but not the desire to continue working as a hero, willing to join Superman's reformed Justice League for that purpose. Nonetheless, Superman and the Justice League press forward with their intended goal, negotiating with superhumans who are willing to join the cause and using force on those who oppose them. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor has assembled a team of retired villains calling themselves the Mankind Liberation Front, intending to use the battle between Superman's Justice League and the rogue superhumans to their own ends and purposes. Among them, Norman McKay and the Spectre see an adult Billy Batson as a servant to Lex Luthor, pleasantly giving Lex a shave. At a nightclub, where a group of random superhumans cavort, Superman gets their attention to deliver a message, that they should willingly join the League or else they will be dealt with. As Nightstar and Avia consider taking up Superman's offer to join him after he leaves, Oliver Queen shows up to offer them an alternative. However, Superman is beginning to see more superhumans choosing to turn against the League rather than join them. So after some failed negotiation talks with Arthur Curry, who has surrendered his Aquaman identity to his former protege to take on his role as the King of Atlantis, and with Orion, who has killed his father Darkseid and has taken his place as the fearsome ruler of Apocalypse, he turns to Mr. Miracle and his wife Big Barda for the answers. Soon they find Magog standing on what's left of the Kansas landscape, futilely trying to rebuild, and Superman confronts him for the disaster he's caused. Magog blames Superman for the disaster, saying it all started when the Joker killed the Daily Planet staff, including Superman's wife, Lois Lane. As the Joker was being brought into custody, 
Magog killed him with a blast from his energy staff. Superman brought Magog into court for his actions, but the judge ruled in favour of Magog, considering his actions justifiable and acquitting him. Rather than accepting Magog's challenge to fight him, Superman simply took off and was never seen until the present time. It is then that Magog knew the real reason Superman took off. It wasn't that he feared Magog, but rather he feared that Magog was the kind of hero people wanted and the kind of future he represented. As Superman mockingly says to Magog, you must be proud, he angrily blasts Superman with his staff before kneeling down in defeat, wanting Superman to kill him or do anything to take away the voices of a million ghosts haunting him. While Superman and the Justice League are busy building a stronghold of justice, using plans given to him by Mr. Miracle, Bruce Wayne is seen making an unseemly alliance with Lex Luthor's team of villains. Um, I'm sorry, I obviously gave you the longest synopsis. <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, right. But, but there you go. I mean, that really pretty much covers this uh, this issue. Yeah, uh, a fair bit happened. There was a lot of interacting with new characters, or like old characters, I should say. Well, th- this was um, a far longer issue as well, I think, isn't it? Um, doesn't it go like 60 pages or so? Well, the other one was about 45. Okay, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so the first one, oh, first one's 48 in length, and this one's, oh, not that much, 54. Okay. So a bit yeah. more. Yeah. I guess a, a more happens in this one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, we open up with that symbolism, the Seven Angels, which comes to be revealed as uh, the Justice League pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah, yep, very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is the... Obvious. I'd say this is a good issue. Over the US. <laughs> Talk about the one thing here, really. Um, yeah, this, this whole this whole thing's pretty funny with the like uh, actually the design behind this character. Uh, this what, what's he called? This American Commando. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, Mark Wade really doesn't seem to like Rob Liefeld. He he went to Alex Ross and he's like, uh, design Captain America if Rob Liefeld created him. <laughs> and they came up with this oh, uh, so I'm just like oh, that's funny um, he actually looks very similar to um, god what's his name uh, in, in the boys um, he's, he's a Homelander yes yeah he's a right. prestige of um, Superman yeah um, not that American Mando is but his costume yeah <laughs> kind of reminds me of it um, very patriotic uh, and not just the American flag um, cape. There's just uh, everything else. A few bells and whistles. Lobo gets a bit of a reference as well again. Yeah, Lobo was here. Um, <laughs> um, but they must like all- Lobo. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's an affectionate kind of yeah, yeah reference to him. But this is awful. Like This is, um, geez, this is kind of really heavy stuff about them um, physically turning away these refugees, yeah. you know, at the, on the shore. And they start um, fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's just chaos of plenty here. Absolute carnage. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. So like you know, because I mean, and innocence and stuff. People are yeah are getting hurt in the crossfire. It's terrible. Yeah, as I as I like to think, it's just the the ultimate slippery slope for what the superhero kind of means, and it just sort of turns into mm. this once you get down to like the very bottom. 
when it just doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just violence and explosions. Um, yeah. And, well, uh, I mean, I mean, but this though, there's a big difference here. As you were saying mm-hmm. before, the motives for these heroes. Is, big quotations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big quotations is very much um, kind of j- motivated by by a, a particular agenda rather than mm, that's true. Um, you can't say an agenda is like if you're you're there to you know um, follow truth, justice, uh, you know, and, and yeah. the, the American way. These guys have picked something which is very political. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, this is uh, pretty political. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we can see how, as you say, the slippery slope and how heroes have kind of devolved even further and abusing their power, yeah. abusing what they can do. Yeah. And this like this is obviously you know given when this was made, mm. um, obviously like the the there wasn't like it wasn't this bad like there wasn't a much severe as like this but you know there, there was some that were pretty mm. there was like a lot of kind of new heroes coming out that just weren't very and like the, the whole attitude towards superheroes as well mm. uh because this is when the time obviously like wolverine and the punisher were like the most popular um mm. and i love yeah. those guys obviously yeah. like i'm fans of those guys um but like uh in terms of today like it it doesn't i don't think it dates it because you understand the commentary of what it meant back then mm. um it's not like that anymore old-fashioned heroes have come back into fashion. Mm. Uh, but, like, it still works for the story and it still presents oh, it does. an interesting topic of, like, superheroes devolving into yeah. this. Um, oh, yeah, no, absolutely, it does. Um, yeah. And you can't deny the history that these characters have had, mm. or the, the big ones at least. Yeah. Um, so th- they're always going to be associated with the classic or the old, or the old, um, old tradition. So, and yeah. yeah, I mean, Superman's always going to be considered outdated by some people. Mm. Um, and, you know, this story is that's obviously oh, one always. of the things of this story. Yeah, um, yeah. So this shot again, I've already forgotten. This shot with the seven, the Justice, the Justice yeah. League. Who's that person at the very top? Uh, let me scroll down. Because uh, oh, I reckon in the gold. Yeah. Oh, that's the second ray. Um, okay. Oh, not okay. not R E Y R A. Yeah, he he's okay. like an old school uh, Golden Age hero, and this oh, is okay. like his protege successor. Um, right. This is the first we've seen of him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah okay. This is his first appearance. He's not super yeah. important. Yeah. Um, Just makes up the seven, really. <laughs> yeah. It, it honestly, makes it's a bit odd that someone else wasn't there, but hey, whatever. Um, yeah. Because like uh, I know all these all these other people are like instantly recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, the yeah, the very light comic book reader probably won't know Power. Is it Power Girl? Power Girl, yeah, yeah. At the same Power time, you know. don't need to. Yeah, you know who Superman is. And You've Wonder got enough Woman there, set. And, yeah. and and the Green Lantern. He's very, you know, memorable. So this is kind of it's kind of has the opposite effect of Crisis and Infinite Earths. This is chock full of characters, right? Mm. But. It it's focused. There's characters you can focus on, and the others you can still enjoy it, even if you have no idea who a lot of these characters are. You can just assume mm. that they're like heroes and stuff, you know. Yeah. Whereas Cross on Infinite Earths, like a lot of characters get the spotlight, and yeah. you get overwhelmed and confused. And like, whenever you read that, have Wikipedia open so you can look up these guys <laughs> as yeah. you're reading through. But in this, you can just read it. Because, I mean, I guess it kind of helps that it is like a Superman story, so it's more focused and character driven. 
mm. as opposed to like it is a big event, but it's not really driven by the event, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I just think Mark Wade handles these characters really well. That's that's all. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, yeah, the main ones. Like, yeah. if you're a big Hawkman fan, then you're not getting much. But... <laughs> or you're a big Ray fan. See, uh, Alex Ross said the exact same thing about Hawkman, pretty much. Um, oh. He says, like, you know, he used Hawkman as an example of some people might feel like they're getting the shaft if they're a Hawkman fan in this oh, story. Okay. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I just thought it was a funny coincidence um, <laughs> <laughs> that Hawkman was used in both examples. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, he looks cool. I don't think he, does, he can actually yeah. talk anyway. Um, not in this, because uh, yeah. he's got like a bird head, so. <laughs> he's very, he's an interesting character, I must say. I, I do see his appeal now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this whole sequence is obviously super political. Uh, we don't get into politics much in this podcast, but, uh, people in Army know I generally do align with, uh, you know, the sort of, uh, D- dictatorship. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> kill everyone. No, um, you know, this, the whole refugee thing, you know, Superman mm-hmm. is a refugee and stuff. Oh, so yes, yes. Of so, um, yep. It didn't bug me at all or anything. Um, no, no, not at all. No, but I just thought it was, um, it's, that's a pretty heavy thing to be Oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this, there was yeah. no, like, real overt political stuff in the first issue. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, this is the type of stuff Superman does. Mm. Um, especially like in the golden age, I guess. But it, it's very Mark Wade putting something like this in there. Uh, but it it doesn't bug me at all. It's just I noticed it. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, it didn't bug me as well. But it's like, oh, okay, he's gone there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and who are these psionic? Who are these? Who are these little dweebs? Are they... I don't know, but they're awesome. Um, <laughs> it's like they're from Star Trek, actually. Um, yeah. I don't know what's happening there, but they were sorry. Uh, yeah, in the sense, they were controlling. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute and again, another reference to the Watchmen, the Minutemen. Uh, apparently, that's not a deliberate reference. Oh, okay. Which is weird because there's other deliberate Watchmen references, kind mm. of abound, but uh, not here. And you know what part I really love? Um, like that that bottom panel on the page mm. above where Green Lantern and the Flash smile at each other. Yep. I think it's a really nice moment, because those two characters pretty much never talk in this. I don't know mm-hmm. if they have a single line of dialogue, but it gives them it gives them character, and it shows that, you know, they're old friends, and they're happy to sort of yeah. be back doing this stuff. Yep. Um, do, do we do we hear the Flash talk later on? Because he seems very silent. Well, I don't... Uh, originally, I think they were going to do, like, Superman's the only one who can hear the Flash, because he's going so fast. Oh, okay. But I don't think anyone can hear the Flash. Like, he doesn't talk, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think, like, a lot of this cast is silent. Mm. Um, which I think is a, is a good choice. Like, a lot of them don't even get a single line of dialogue. Um, yeah. Because then it would start to crowd the, um, crowd exactly. the screen. Exactly. And they, do, yeah. I think, um, as, I can't remember which one said, this story is about the generals, not the soldiers. Mm-hmm. So like you yeah. only hear the generals speak, um, because yeah. otherwise it will just be too crowded and stuff. And that's all the important stuff is happening anyway. Uh, here's a, uh, I'm going to throw this in as well. Another thing that I pontificated upon kind you of really love uh, Red Robin's costume. No, no, no. <laughs> um, this thing about um, about the heroes, right? How mm-hmm. 
once Superman kind of left, it all kind of fell to pieces. Yeah. They sound very dependent on him. Like, Abs- yeah. If, if anything, though, but really that shouldn't be the case. I mean, these are strong characters. Well, it wouldn't be the case in, like, the main DC universe because, mm. you know, everything can't really revolve around one character. That's right. Because I mean, otherwise all the titles well, but, but, would be cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but speaking within the universe, though, no. these are heroes in their own right, you know. Th- these are people, you know, these are heroes that have gone through stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm assuming, so when, when Superman left right, they were still kind of in their prime-ish, you know. It's not that they left because they were old already and... They they're probably a bit past their prime, but, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah like something to do with it. Yeah, but it's just that... It was... Superman leaving, and also it was the circumstances in which Superman left. It was the fact that essentially everyone was crying for blood and praising that this dude got publicly executed. Yeah. And he was unarmed prisoner, and he just got executed, and I think, like... So it was the pressures pressures from society that forced the other heroes out. Yeah, they saw that Superman lost faith in society and humanity. So it's not that... Yeah, it's not just that. Superman left. It's like, oh, he if he's lost faith in everyone, you know, and we've seen this horrible thing that's happened. It's like, well, you know, and yeah, but see that that's my that's the point. Like, if if they're thinking if he's lost faith, then what's the point? I, f- I feel that's a I feel that's a little well, because because um, he's the one who's always been, um, you know, the most connected to sort of mm. like the the most good natured and understanding out of all of them. Okay, I just feel it doesn't do them much justice. It kind of debases them a little by having them so reliant on on Superman. Yeah. Um, well, my anyway, other point can... was going to be um, yeah. not all of them actually quit. Like they've, um, you know, there's some like Green Lantern uh, yeah. who's just been sitting there, but like they've all been doing something. Okay, like they haven't just stopped. They've all been doing something. They've just stopped superheroing. You know, Wonder Woman's been in Themyscira. Hawkman's yeah, yeah, been yeah. patrolling. Aquaman, Aquaman's doing Atlantis. Like he's yeah, ruling some kingdoms. But they have, but they have kind of stopped um, caring for humanity in that sense. Uh, I, like they, I, they've left. They've left them. Like they, they've given up essentially. They've given up on the superhero thing. Well, because their yeah. way wasn't working. You know, because mm. like the none of these guys run around killing people. You know. Like they all have this kind of same methods as Superman, but that 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 wouldn't shouldn't mean that they should just give up. I mean, you know, they're heroes. They, these are, I mean, these are these are people be above above the norm. Um, but anyway, that, again, that was just something that I thought, um, and and obviously it serves this the story um, that 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 happened. But I think I heroes. think that's the whole thing. Like, right? You said they're heroes, mm. right? Mm. Well, then, like the biggest hero, and they all know it, like, the biggest hero out of them all, like, he stopped, like, actively being a superhero, you know, and, and like, the things were all, things were, like, tenuous for ages as well yeah. in this, like, um, and, like, this is, remember, this is, like, a kind of, uh, thing, things aren't going great in the world when he left, yeah. like, this is a dark sort of, um, yeah, setting for them, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like everything was just, like, you know, Happy go lucky for these guys when yeah. Superman, like you know, had his whole public incident and stuff. Um, yeah. And as I said, like some of them have kept 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think of the likes of, again, we're, we're jumping publishers here. I think of the likes of Spider-Man, Daredevil, the, the no-give-up attitude, um, the noble, you know, follow, do what's right. Um, that's it, isn't it? Like, you know, do what, not necessarily what you like to do, but you just do it because you know what's right. Yeah. That is gone. Um, pretty easily in my eyes because Superman's gone. But... You know. I mean, yeah, I mean, as I said, there's a, there's a whole world here. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, Superman being gone, like, that's definitely the biggest catalyst for it, and that's, like, mm. the, the kind of reason, but there's just so many other factors as well that have yeah. contributed to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, and, I was yeah, actually going to use um, Spider-Man as an example, but I didn't want to, because mm-hmm. it was, like, it's sort of different. It's not like Spider-Man is just on his daily Spider-Man Peter Parker business when this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was Spider-Man, he'd already be probably pretty worn out because mm. of the way the world's going. And, you know, the, it's, there's a rise of heroes that are just starting to kill people and stuff, and they're getting... Mm. I guess Spider-Man's used to being crapped on by the public. Um, none of these guys are really <laughs> Spider-Man equivalents, but you, you know what I'm getting at? Um, yeah, no, I mean, sure. I mean, but, but my point with Spider-Man was that's the, you know, just the... There seems to be... Uh, do something beyond, go above and beyond what you're... Um, Although something may be terrible, something may be, you know, something that you don't want to do or, or something that is everything is against you, basically, then I guess that's the thing with this, um, this story is, you know, the whole cautionary tale thing. This is when, yeah, like, this is when the heroes do stop going above yeah. and beyond, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. And, and that's the They're premise. not, um, yeah, yeah so, and that's the premise. Like, um, like, these guys, they're not impeccable. Mm. You know, they're not shown as, um, uh, like, I mean, even Superman has, like, mm. he has a couple of, uh, he's not like the, uh, like, Boy Scout he once was in this, you know? Yeah. Um, like, everyone here is, like, jaded. Uh, like, it, this is that story where they have given up. I suppose. Yeah, the, the tipping, the tipping point. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tipping point. Yeah, or what? What if it is like? What if there? This is, yeah. there is a point in in the realities where this occurs. This is what would happen. And like and, Mark, and Mark Wade has best. said, this story is yeah. supposed to be like the superhero cautionary tale. Like a heroes mm. shouldn't do this, and if they yeah. do do this, like this is kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I mean that's fair. I mean that's fair enough. It's just. Um, yeah, I mean, it's setting up the story and, and if, exactly cautionary tale. Um, so you've got to I mean, frame them Spectre's like that. Spectre's kind of like the ghost, the Christmas, Christmas ghost. Yeah, well, I it. kind of, yeah, I kind of had that feeling, the Christmas yeah. Carol, because he's taking the guy around, Norman McKay. Do you, while we're on the topic of jadedness, uh, I do have um, Alex Frost's description of his design of Superman and like the idea behind it. If you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. Uh, doing an intentionally Flasher-esque version of the character. There's also something about the old Superman with the black S. Uh, the X, the S is simplified as like a sort of sign of passage of the time, how everything gets more modernized, but he got to really lose himself in the character. A version of Superman who I don't want to say was compromised as much as injured by the world. Here is a guy who's lost most of the things he's cared about. Um, I just wanted to, because that quote was on my show notes, but I think mm-hmm. I missed it, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. While we were talking about people being jaded and stuff. And that, that brings into Superman's attitude before as well. He feels betrayed and, uh, hurt by the world. As yeah. As opposed to, um, some of these other guys who are more angry, I guess. 
Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. All right, our Red Robin's costume. Awesome. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> I really like it. Yes, please, let's move on. I don't know, maybe it's the way Alex Ross has drawn it. It just, he seems a bit hokey to me. Is it? He seems, it, it seems like a Halloween costume. Doesn't it give you, like, the old sort of pulp strip Golden Age vibes, though? Kind of like... Well, that if that's what he's aiming for, um, but I, I did certainly didn't pick that up. Um, uh, uh, it's definitely what he's aiming for, mm. um, but, you know, like... Just because it's what it's aiming for doesn't mean you have to like it. I just the, mm. it gave me that vibe. Like I just got that old school vibe, and I loved it. Okay, kind of like you know old heroes you do... like the shadow and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's your bag, though, isn't it? So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <The> Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, like the Phantom? Uh, I can't say I've read. I've, I used to read it in the newspaper a little bit here and there, but no. I mean, I used to watch Defenders of the Earth. That was pretty cool. He's a cool <laughs> dude, Phantom. despite dressing up in purple. In purple, yeah, in the yeah. jungle. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah anyway, Robin's thing. <laughs> a bit weird. Uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of battle scenes here again. Pretty cool. Um, I think this these battles are done better than the ones in the first issue. They were. They were. They are, sorry. They are. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. There's a bit more, bit more play. There's well, not so only, much. There's not like only one million page. panels, yeah. But but yeah, he does. Well, if you look at the way he uses the panels, at least it kind of uh, gives you a bit more sense. Like you know, it it, it orders it a bit more, and it, and yeah. you start from the top top left, you go down to the bottom right. Yeah. Um, ending with the arm of the Statue of Liberty, which is pretty cool, lifted yeah. by Wonder Woman. And I love this on the next, next, you know, heat vision fixes all, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is just melt it together and, yeah, all good. She'll be right. You know, the, <laughs> I don't know why, it just reminded me of when he went in super speed and built the prison around Frankenstein's monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, this is cool as well. I like, and again, the art. Look at those eyes. Mm. Um, Alex Ross, really good. Yeah. Um, I, I love how Superman's costume looks as well. It's obviously kind of like the spandex, like the cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't look hokey. Yeah. But it still keeps like a realistic kind of style. Um, That's good, yeah. yeah. Which is like, you know, a, a delicate balance. Um, but it works. Yeah. And, very uh, simple, very simple. Simplified, as you said. Yeah. With the emblem, but also just everything else is just, um, what's his belt? Has he got a belt? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can hands down say it's definitely my favourite uh, Superman costume outside of the classic one. Okay, it um, would be for, it would be for me as well. With one minor change, that would be a mullet on Superman. You want a mullet on him? I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a ponytail would look bad, actually. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, the ponytail looked good with with the beard, um, you know, mm. with, with his overalls. But uh, yeah. yeah. So what I really I don't know if you noticed this, but I really love how they're all flying off and Green Lantern's like uh holding a platform that Red he Robin's is, standing uh, on. Red Robin. He is, and he's yeah, like crossing his arms really serious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that but that seeing that now that's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny. <clears throat> um, um so off they go. I love this thing, I just noticed it now. They've got tanks at the at this uh conference, the UN building yeah. <laughs> coming down. How good are these shots of Superman on the press stand though? Yeah, it's it's those it's that the shading, the the mm. shadow is all it's all about the shadow, isn't it? 
I'll put uh, it in and, the... And, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. No, and I was about to say, and that's what made the Spectre, that's what made Norman McKay look really good as yep. well, was the shadowing. Um, and the Flash, just still a blur. Yeah, I love that. He's like just still moving. Yeah. Um, and that there's actually uh, one of the promotional shots for Batman v Superman was Henry Cavill in a very, very similar pose with a similar expression answering a bunch of... Uh, oh, okay. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yep. But it, it, this is a clear inspiration for that. Uh, yeah. And like, I feel like Kingdom Come Superman has, uh, inspired Superman in the Snyder movies a bit. Just nothing like hugely overt, but I feel like this story mm. and its tone has, uh, you know, contributed. It's hard not to. I mean, it's, it's one of the most more talked about stories, mm. right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so did you say when it was just 96? 96, it? yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't the like the Dark Knight, right? Was the first kind of, you know, we're talking about like you know Old Man Logan, old old grizzled heroes. The Dark Knight was the first one that did that, right? Uh, I I don't feel confident enough to say it's the first one, but it's like the first kind of mainstream mainstream, yeah, like yeah, big the serious first, event that's like an old big yeah big hitter, like a big yeah uh, one of the yeah. Um, and this one's 96, yeah. Because Old Man Logan was, what, early 2000s or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. Old Man yeah. Logan is good. Um, cool. uh, yeah, so we get also... Was that a recurring guy? I just noticed the guy... No, one of the reporters for... I can't read it. Oh, for the Daily Planet. <laughs> The guy with the, the beard, I'm sure he's someone, um, you know, some real person. Um, I just sent you that picture, so I'll go find out who. No, that's no one. Oh, like yeah. no one. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. Very positive. Look at that. That's pretty cool, yep. right? Um, that's pretty cool. I wish that yeah. scene was in the movie, but... Uh, it know. isn't? Okay. No, he never answers like a bunch of press questions. He just goes straight to the courtroom. Yep, yeah, so they have their press conference, and uh, you know, Superman is, uh, we're going to stop all this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're unwilling to preserve life or defend the defenseless. Yep. Legion of vigilantes or perverted their great powers or force one of the responsibilities due to them. Um, as I said, it's just devolved. They're strong and ruthless, and it's just led to chaos and carnage everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he says... You know, I don't know, he starts to say some, like, dictator things. Uh, we will make yes. things right again. Our ranks will grow. I don't anticipate anyone acting without our sanction. Um, that being said, he's not talking about humans. He's talking about metahumans. True, but still, yeah. Still, it, yeah. It, it's the first moment when you're a bit like, hmm. Yeah, um. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, there, there are a few... Yeah, it seems that like he's quite... Um, struggling with with this idea himself we'll get to it later but with um yeah. with the whole orion and and the prison but yeah uh but then uh, he goes to the bar afterwards <laughs> anyway so yeah the the i mean look it, it, superman has a lot of inner turmoil yeah. in this story and like uh, uh he's not the archangel michael he's the christ figure you know mm, yeah. uh, jesus wasn't fire and brimstone mm. unless you start selling videotapes but um <laughs> We'll do it, you know, you know, all the gambling and stuff outside the temple, and he's like, enough of this! Flips yeah, that's but, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, I like, you know, this Superman kind of 
yeah. some dark tendencies showing uh, in this oh, situation. Very much, so. very um, much so. But like in a in a well written way, I think, and there's in a yeah. conflict there yeah. as well. It's not like I'm going to burn Shazam's eye, a brain oh, out. No. Uh, no, no, no. He hasn't gone totally mental. Um, yeah. You know he, but which is the best side sort of writing because he believes what he's saying. Yeah, and um, and he's trying and to you, do the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing, and we as a reader, are, you know, we can see, like, oh, hang on, you you might be overstepping the mark here. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, he's not he's not just going crazy. Um, At the same so. time, it's like, what else do you do though, right? Like, mm. <laughs> it's you know, you either persuade them to join you. Like these aren't these aren't just like uh, crooks. It's it's a it's a tough situation. <laughs> it's a very simple solution, Connor. You just go out of orbit, and then you just reverse the axis oh, of Jesus the world. Jesus Christ! Actually, going way <laughs> back, Alan Alan Moore wrote about that. Uh, yeah. This is what he said about the going back in time at the end of Superman the movie. It ruined the small but genuine enjoyment that I got from that first movie, and destroyed all credibility for any of the following sequels, as far as I was concerned. Wow! <laughs> there you go. Mic drop. Oh uh, right. God! It was, <laughs> what? If, anyway, we've we've talked about that enough. Um, I thought your solution was going to be kill everyone, but um. Oh jeez, it's terrible. I I'm, I'm throw everyone in the Phantom Zone. Uh, yeah, which is probably it. less humane than the prison, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's like that. That is hell. Yeah, or limbo, yeah. actually. Then we get um. Yeah, we get this scene with the UN. Yep. And uh, as the Spectre says, it's a validation of fear. They've long mm-hmm. suspected they're no longer the captains of human destiny. Well, what tipped them in? The fact that they were just sitting on their bums while <laughs> yeah, exactly. these like, guys are running around. And... Yeah, yeah. It's like, exactly. oh, now they're worried that Superman's back. It's like, I would have been worried before this. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is just to, read the, to, to help the reader along here. I guess it was also very chaotic before. Superman's a very... Like, he's gathered a bunch of people and he's leading a force. Mm. Um, you know, Superman's got that big charisma score as well. So, But, yeah. yeah, um, but yeah I mean, you're right. They have lost control. They have, mortals yeah. For a lo- age long ago. Before this. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, I guess they just, they just kind of ponder whether what will happen. I mean, I get um, their position. Um, mm. But at the same time, it's... it's there's a lot of questions we're going to be discussing, I guess. A lot of points we're going to be discussing, to, like, after we finish the book, you know, mm. about how humans deal with stuff and humanity, yeah. all that jazz. Uh, it's a bit early to jump on that bandwagon right now. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we, we, we get, like, from, you know, our point of view character. We don't talk about Norman much, but uh, he's there. He's our point of view guy yeah, talking about what's going on. Like, he's the witness. Mm-hmm. That's his mm-hmm. job. And he's, you know... What we know is like Superman is somehow entwined in this sin of like the apocalypse, but you just you still don't know what's going on. Uh, so they're following. Well, he, he's basically asking the questions we're asking. Yeah, as well. So yeah, um, uh, Batcave. Yeah, Batcave. Uh, all those now I know, you know, took from our uh, coverage of some uh, of the issues about yeah. the dinosaur and the coin the and big all penny. that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and we get the first uh, appearance of uh, a Bruce Wayne, who seems to be needing a little help with some exoskeleton. Yeah. He's not uh, as uh, nimble as he used to be. 
Wayne Manor is trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what he tells us, like, uh, I think Bane and Two Face found out about mm-hmm. him, and they just came in and messed him up <laughs> from the looks yeah. of it. Uh, but it, uh, as he says, he doesn't really need it because, um, you know, he has all his like fascist robots running around. Yeah, he's yeah. gone a little. Uh, he's gone a bit, bit of a recluse. Um, this kind is... of lost a screw here and there as well. Uh, out of all the Batman's, like I know Dark Knight Returns is one of the most popular ones, but like out of all the Batman's, this is how I feel like this feels like the most authentic future version of Batman to me. Mm. Like this feels like the natural. Like if okay, if he doesn't get married and settle down, this feels like the natural progression of his character, his controlling mm. impulses. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's his personality, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It like, just, uh, just, you know, to the point, if he could, he could control. He would control everything in Gotham. Like, yeah. You know, um, like, I, I like this. This feels like an evolution, a natural evolution of his character. And he's not, you know, like really obnoxious. Like, uh, oh, he doesn't sound like an idiot in like in year one. <laughs> no, he's still a jerk though. Um, <laughs> a jerk to, yeah, a jerk to Batman. That was just a Superman. So. Yeah, it's like, man, just have a civil conversation with the guy. But I guess yeah. he's kind of uh, mad that Superman left. Yeah. Seems. Um, <laughs> yeah, but tell me the thought of it doesn't give your invulnerable skin a little tingle. <laughs> like, you just... Yeah, um, it was a bit sick li- there. <laughs> just a little, uh, you know, just a little baiting him here and there. I, I love it. I love the banter, actually, between the two. Um, yeah. As, as jerky as he is... Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's talking about all these prisoners getting killed in this mass explosion. He's like, come on, it doesn't excite you a little bit. Oh. I love I love when Superman goes, yeah. I don't have that darker side, and then Batman's like, tell that to your yeah. tailor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a pretty funny, quick little fix there from Mark Wade. Just have, what was it, the Arkham Asylum? Just get um, oh, all, all, all the prisons, yeah. Just, all, yeah. just you know, quite conveniently all blown up. Um, and they're all gone. Although we still see the Joker, um, in retrospect, um, up and about until he gets friggin' done. So yeah, I think I think that's the idea. One of like the meta humans just blew up prisons. Yeah, that's um, it. And the, the, you know, killed killed all the the criminals. Yeah. Um, did what you know, and that's why Batman can't. You know, he's out of work essentially. So that's why he'd say, oh, well, yeah, he's got his and, he's got his nineteen eighty four shtick going on. Um, yeah. Although not not quite that bad, he he's not spying in people's homes and stuff. Like he just has views no. of the city through all his drones. Yeah. Um. But you know, about him, even Batman saying now, like friction's been building to ahead for years, like before yep. Superman came back. Um, yeah. Like once yeah. Superman left, that's when uh, yeah, people decided that uh, Batman, and Superman were too gentle and old-fashioned to face the challenges of the 21st century. Um. Yeah, they wanted stronger heroes, more ruthless. Uh, yeah, you know. So it's it's so weird. So you know, for so long these two have been opposing kind of forces, all wanting the same goal, right? Yeah. Um, and so Superman's gone down this route where we're starting to see glimpses, a bit of chinks in the armor, where he um, will kind of force the hand if he needs to 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 get what he wants done. Yeah. Um, Batman's um, kind of always done that, and he's and already anything, done it. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, he's very similar to these you know '90s heroes that have you know that are pushing the envelope as it is. Yeah. Um, but the thing is though, Batman isn't 
forcing people to join him. He's he actually says it later on, you know, a bit more demo, um, democratic. You know, you can join me. He he approaches those two at the bar, so he goes about it differently, though. You know, in, yeah. in a less it's it's so funny because it's contrasting to what you think his character would be. Um, and yeah. anyway, so yeah, no, it's a it's a really interesting kind of uh, mm. contrast that's going on. But but what it does though is that it it kind of still maintains that um, opposition to Superman because we the, also the goals don't know still, what Batman's yeah. like. We also don't know what methods because obviously the way this issue ends is Batman teams up with Luther, yeah. so we don't really know what Batman's methods are going to be, mm. and what his Endgame is even going to be like. How is he going to solve this problem? Yeah. You know, like you yeah. just don't really know how could he solve this problem? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Um, yeah, but it's funny they're they're kind of both opposing, but they are kind of their methods are kind of the same now. You know. Yeah, they they both they both have the kind of controlling tendency yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I feel yeah, I feel like they could be working together better here. Mm, they, you, um, you'd think so. Well, right? especially, especially, well, Superman's already asking him to, like, join him, but, mm. you know, I feel like Batman could be like, well, I have a plan, why don't you join me? Or, mm. I know this, or something, like, I mean, I guess he just doesn't trust him. I guess so, uh, and then maybe their past relationship, um. Yeah, who know. knows what kind of pillow fights I had in the past. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, but Batman's got his own, <laughs> lover's tips. Yeah. He's got his own, um, cadre of, of, um, of people here. Yeah, he's got his own thing going on. Um, so like, you know, we have Green Arrow, Black Canary. Uh, yes, sorry. Uh, Black Canary, isn't that a woman? Which? Yeah, she's the woman with the short hair. She looks a bit old. Oh! Oh, jeez. Sorry, I thought that was a, I thought that was a man. That's understandable. Um, Okay. Anyway, but, uh, so because I was wondering who that, and the other one is um, Booster Gold, right? Is that the right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, is it Booster Gold or, or the Beetle or what? One of. Oh them. yeah, no, it, it's Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Sorry, yeah, the the inventor. Yeah, Ted Cord. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not, not the garbage one there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they have a plan, and uh, so Batman, he's like Batman here is saying Superman has no idea what he's really up against. Fortunately, mm-hmm. we have our own team in place. So obviously, you know, we get the idea here. Batman knows something that Superman doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing here is, you know, Superman's in over his head a little bit, and Superman knows it as well, which is why he's resorting to these kind of extreme yep. measures. Um, <laughs> like uh, Norman here is like, were they ever friends? <laughs> <laughs> the way they bicker, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. Uh, but I mean, oh, this page of you know the. The Alex Ross versions of Detective okay, Comics 27 and the, yeah, the Action 1. Yeah. And Wonder Woman 1 down the bottom as well. Oh, is that Wonder Woman 1? Okay. Yeah. Right. And, you know, Batman, the Zenith of Human Fortitude and Ambition and Superman, the pinnacle of otherworldly power. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, I like that page. It's really nice. Yeah. Again, just shows them both as forces, huge forces. But we get a bit um, here... You know, because they're talking about Superman, Batman. She's like, uh, oh, they do talk about how Superman's a bit of a paradox because, you know, the he's of both worlds, etc. 
Mm. Uh, so he's all a bit confused in the head. But uh, Wonder Woman, uh, what do you say? Eternal Princess of the Amazons. She is both an ambassador of peace and master of warfare. Mm. Of all of Superman's lieutenants, it is she who bears watching most closely. So, and you see glimpses of that like, later on mm. with her, what she does. She actually doesn't even tell Superman. Yeah, she jumps the gun. Yeah. Um, and she seems to be the more like, callous or more, you know, um, yeah, callous hey, one. you see Wonder Woman's holding a spear there, Ray? Ah, oh, okay, right. See the connect. Mm. Mm. I guess so. And she's got the stars there, so I guess yeah. she's got the stripes in the other visage. But why is she consociated with a with an eagle? Like, this is a, um, she's not American, right? Oh no, but like, well, she has a start. She's like the ambassador to ambassador. America. Okay, fair enough. Um, but there's, oh look, it's it's in the book, but um, I'll sure, look, yeah, later. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that's strange. Okay, so so he actually, and having said that now, so it sounds like Wonder Woman's got a big part to play mm. in the later later parts. So. It's a bit, yeah, so it's a bit of a shock because people think it's Superman and Batman, yeah. but actually it's supposed to be. And it wasn't even deliberate like that. People just didn't uh, get it. Um, yeah, of course. And yeah. I'm not saying you're stupid. I didn't get it either. Um, but uh, No, but, I mean, it, it's just, it just makes sense, doesn't it? You don't, yeah. you don't think of Batman against Wonder Woman as opposing forces. Of no. You Given how Superman's kind of, like, he's pretty passive, yeah. all things considered in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, yeah, he's not. As worry as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although he talks the talk every now and again. He does talk the talk. You know, I'll yeah. get my big super dick and slap everyone around if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Doing the rounds, recruiting, going across the planet. I love that kid with the Superman t-shirt, but it's like the there's already like a Kingdom Come Superman hey, t-shirt. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. It's like he's obviously, like, he's heavily back in public fa- favour. In yes. fact, like, it, it even, it, it goes into this in all the text box, you know, world hungry for hope, you know, mm-hmm. they surrender all their fears and burdens to everyone, you know, the Justice League flying around. But there's also, I love this, because what Alex Ross does here is that as they're flying, you know, and they're kind of, they've got their shirts on and they're pointing up and they're, you know, loving it, there's still just a, an ominous kind of presence to them because... Um, Hawkman's backlit with the sun, and it just makes them look a little yeah. bit more sinister. Than... Mm. They're, well, they're just that, uh, yeah, disconnected. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yep. Yeah. They're, they're. Yeah. Exactly. Like gods, angels, etc. Like the the words they've used to describe them. Mm. Um, and uh, we get a good scene here uh, where. Who's that person? I don't know, but it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a... I don't even know. It's weird. Um, He's like a... I don't know. He's got got wings out of lightning bolts. I thought you were talking about the guy on top of him. Well, even that person too. I can't even discern what that is. It looks like like a a building. chapel. Yeah. (laughs) God, it's like the best superhero idea ever. I'm going to have to read the... I have to read the notes for this one as well. Yeah, I mean, if you if you enjoy the story enough, I highly recommend reading all the background supplemental stuff because um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, see, this is an guy. this is another page as well. It shows again the compassion of Superman. So you see so many different kind of attitudes that he has. I mean, mm. of course, he's nothing more sacred than he's saving a human life. 
but uh, and of course he's dealing with metahumans. He, he's he's very compassionate towards humans. Um, he seems to be less so with the metahumans. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. And the sorry, I'm just I'm gonna try and find this building guy mm-hmm. in the book because like <laughs> I need to know who that is. Um, uh, no. Who is this absolute wonderful madman? Can't even make a humanoid form out of him. All I know is he is the greatest superhero of all time. One of the arms is missing. And then... I kind of like, yeah. He speaks in different tongue as well. He's got that weird font. Yeah. It's it's cool though how he gets to like all these superheroes he made up as a kid. He gets to um yeah. you know put oh, in yeah. his book like actually that makes sense. Those two could very much be his childhood inventions. Yeah. Come okay, in the wild card section. Maybe they'll pop up here. Oh, wait, a new breed. So these are all the new heroes that mm-hmm. <laughs> that. One of these guys is called America Mando. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that guy. Yeah, he opening. was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Minotaur guy is called Manator. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, hold on. Nearly there. I'm nearly there. I'll be there soon. Where is, where is, where is. Okay, I don't know. I can't find it. But, um, <laughs> no worries. yeah, I'm spewing. Uh, yeah, so this line here, uh, they're not evil, they're just misguided. Mm. It's very similar to, uh, something Jesus says, actually. Okay. In the Gospel of Luke, which I have on me now, thanks to my friend for pointing this out. Where's the quote? Uh, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Uh, so very, mm-hmm. you know, Yes. Yeah. Um, which is a cool little touch, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we see here as well, Wonder Woman, again, this is another little, actually, that, that, not that long after we see her as the, the master of warfare, she actually is the one that's really being aggressive to your mm. favorite cathedral man. And, uh, and that's when <laughs> Superman's saying, you know, take a breath, you know, take it easy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we see that she could potentially be a lot more trouble than, say, yeah. Superman himself. Yeah. And as they said before, uh, she's mm. the one they need to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on for, yeah. And as we so, see at the start, it's the ones on the hawk flying the bat. Well, so, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, interesting things. Uh, there's some pieces starting to come together, but... Uh, you know, far from the whole picture. Um, and I, I think it's a really sweet scene where he uh, has the old lady. Yeah. Like, I really love the way he's drawn. Mm. And the, he just kind of looks very gentle but strong. Very um, gentle. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Actually, we should mention we have read Alex Ross Superman before, uh, Peace on Earth. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was absolutely beautiful to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we cover that on Into the Night and Moonlight the... podcast, funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the very first Isla Ra sessions, which were the yeah. Desert Island books. Um, so, yeah. But uh, we that'll be um, 
cover it, even if briefly, since you've already done it at some point, because that is a direct mm. inspiration for Batman v Superman. So mm-hmm. it'll be on the mm-hmm. tables at some point. But yeah, crack. Um, I said two sugars. <laughs> My gosh, what a way to open another scene, hey? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we that. think, uh, you know, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman there a bit. And then we get to this is true evil here. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and kind of finally, we do get to see the mm. villain side of things because a lot of it was obviously very hero centric, whether they be good or bad heroes. Yeah. Um, that was, that's the whole thing. Um, but you might have been wondering if you're reading this for the first time, what, what of the villains? So, uh, apart from them all being blown up in Arkham Asylum <laughs> and all that, um, there are still a few others around, um, the smart ones. Um, yeah. So we see Lex. Lex is obviously, the others I don't really, I mean, Selena Kyle, of course, and Riddler. I don't really know the others. Alright, well, um, I do if you want to be, if you want to have like mini history DC lessons. Um, <laughs> Well, I can just tell you who they are is what I meant. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, I, I really love this bit though. Like, he, he's like, he does his best to stay as impassive as his guide, but in yeah. this one moment, he swears he feels in bristle. Like, yes, yeah. And you know that that's really cool because the Spectre's been so restrained throughout this whole thing. Mm. That just random act of pure evil, like <laughs> the Spectre's just, yeah. And who is surrounded by, like, so yeah. he must be obviously a bit tense by, you know, where they are now. Um, yeah. And, and Mankind Liberation Front. Now, surely I love that, that name. Has, <laughs> well, that has to be a little a little stab at the Mutant Liberation Front as well. Oh, really? Um, from Rob, Rob Liefeld, um, <laughs> X-Force. Wow. So, yeah, so that's, I think that's a direct take from that. Jesus, Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah. You and Rob um, Leefield, like, um, yeah. Well, you know, Rob Leefield does have problems, but he gave us some cool things. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, like Deadpool, who wasn't a ripoff of Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fact true. that he denies it, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I mean, I love Deadpool. He's one of my favorite characters, but I mean, come on, Wade Wilson, Slade Wilson. Healing oh, factor, look, like, you know. It's, um, yeah, a lot of his characters are, um, but you can't deny what he's done for comic books. In oh, the, no, it, it's, um, it's good and it, it's great, but it's just, the fact that he denies it is like, uh, just yeah. makes me laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, surely he's got to be, like, I mean, Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson, I mean, surely there's a, you can't, yeah, he's got to be. too many similarities. He's got to be, yeah. he's got to be tongue in cheek with it. When, when he denies it, I mean. Surely. He's tried to deflect it and said it's a Spider-Man ripoff, if anything. And I'm just like... Uh, yeah. But, um... Anyway, uh, so the guy who snapped the chick's neck, that's Vandal Savage. Uh, I, I'm only aware of in one of the Action 1000 uh, yes, stories, the, the time-travelling... Yeah. yeah, so he's an immortal. Okay. Uh, when he was a caveman, he came across a glowing meteor, and he's, like, lived since then. He's like this... Okay. He's actually a pretty big deal. Um... Yeah. Yeah, he's been like a Justice League villain. Uh, King, the guy with the white hair, mm-hmm. he was just the head of, uh, uh, can't remember what the gang's called, but they're just like a bunch of playing card themed people. Okay. Um, Luther is pretty obvious. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the Ra, Ra Al Gould person as well. Yes, uh, Ra's Al Ghul's successor. Um, so, right. Yeah. Can you, can you pronounce, I was trying to get you to pronounce his name, but anyway, that's, uh, I thought that was a typo. I, Ibn al Sfak. 
Yeah, I love I love the Riddler here. <laughs> he's just so what's like, happened to him? Has he just totally gone off the deep end? I don't know, but he's just giving away who everyone is. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that dress Catwoman is wearing is the dress she wore in her first ever appearance no. in the story The Cat in Batman One. So you know, okay. So again, another nod. Very respectful. This uh, this whole series. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, kind of looks a bit like uh, Alfred from Batman '89 in that uh, one of these panels. <laughs> oh, really? The Riddler. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Enigma. But anyway, they're plotting evilly, um, and they're essentially exaggerating the situation between humans and metahumans, mm-hmm. so that humans can finally like use force and take out you know, the rest of these superheroes and finally reclaim their planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Luther's like, we'll give it back to mankind, and the Riddler goes, mankind, and that would translate to as you guys. When is a villain <laughs> so, not a villain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he just says it as, as it is very yeah. good indeed. Um, sh- Billy Batson, Shazam. Mm. I recognise him. He yes. has a very distinct look. Very, yeah. uh... uh I don't want to spoil anything, but he does have a an important part to play. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I hope fact, so I, because I, he's a big kind of player, isn't he? So yeah, I did reference uh, Kingdom Come a couple of times in our Shazam episodes, actually. So okay. Oh, um, you, I think you, yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Billy's not. He's looking a bit weird. You know, we'll find out more about that in the following issues. Yep. Um, I love. Uh, <laughs> not even Superman. He will not touch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's a, it's a it's a good scene. It's just like evil plotting, but it's good to see like Luther and stuff again. Yeah, and it is. And obviously, it, yeah. Oh, go on. Oh no, just saying because for humanity's sake, if, if anyone's kind of survived and thrive, it would be it would be Lex Luther. Yeah, he's like a cockroach, but like a really super intelligent cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he's got the most marvelous anti-Superman mm. plan. Amazing, amazing, Dave. <laughs> Mark Wade. It's a fantastic thing you've done. I, I, I think I like it. Oh, of course. It's, it's a, I mean, yeah, writers do that. It's a bit corny, but, you know, fits yeah. right in. Lisa didn't have, like, the font. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and, you know, the captain of the lightning and the thunder. Yeah, I mean, just in case you haven't caught on, just in case you don't recognise him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big DC fan. I recognise the uh, guy. Look, I, but I feel like, you know, yeah. but Shazam's come out and everything. Like, I feel like... Oh, okay, in the, in the 90s. Uh, in the 90s. 90s, or even before Shazam came out, I feel like the average person wouldn't be... Yeah, fair enough. ...that familiar, yeah. so they probably would. In fact, I don't even know if that would be enough for them. But anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. and I'm not no, saying that's right. their fault. I'm just saying, yeah. No, no, like, you're right. I mean, the exposure for the character hasn't reached the mainstream no. um, or, mm, as much as it has now because obviously yeah. the movies, yeah. Looking forward to two. Yeah. I'll just say that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the bar. I love, um, oh, what's this? The name, the guy who blows up or whatever. He's, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand what was happening there. He's an actual character. He's called. I can't remember what he's called. It's like Captain Explosion or something. 
he but blows they thought up. it'd be okay. they thought it'd be funny to like have him do a pull you pull my finger gag and then blow up right. his hand. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on there. I thought they were just like holding hands and then No, I didn't either. Until I thought I, yeah. I thought yeah. he shot her or something. It's yeah. so good you have the supplemental stuff in your um edition, yeah. eh? Because uh yeah. there's all sorts of fun stuff in the back. Well um, you just get you'll get the jokes that you don't get before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we have the creeper there and the green hair with the Oh, it's okay. I thought that was before. I thought that was the old Joker, but um, oh, the dead. Creeper. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, but you find that out later. Like, um, like we haven't got to that bit yet where they talk about the Joker being killed by Magog. So I, I had no idea. I just thought, okay, maybe yeah. he survived. <laughs> but who's who's a Creeper? What's a? He's like a he's like a reporter, Jack Ryder, and he has like this. It's like this serum or something, and he gets like strong and agile. And regenerative okay. a bit. Um, I have no idea why he's here, because mm-hmm. he's not like I don't know. But you know, he's just there. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's cool. And you have Dead Man in the background. That's pretty funny, actually. Uh, do you see the skeleton? The with skeleton, the yeah. Iron fist yeah. collar. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even yeah. notice him in the background before. That's pretty cool. There are a lot of weird people here. Dead, so, dead, but, yeah, he's yeah. a good character, Dead Man. Um, okay. He. But he he was like an acrobat guy who got murdered, and he's wow. essentially been um like made by God. I th- I think God to like go around yeah doing stuff, helping people. I think I'm vague on his origins. I've just heard stories of him, but like he body hops, like okay. he possesses people. Yeah, and he's quite humorous. So yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, alcohol's bad apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a bit um. It's a nice, um, nice entrance by by Superman as well. It is, like because they all kind of stare. He kind of has clears the floor. Yeah, yeah, and they all like they're impressed. They all listen to him. Oh yeah, actually, there's one guy with the um antennas. He's spitting out his his drink as Superman walks um in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, there's plastic man's there. <laughs> Uh, and Solomon Grundy in the background. Wow, that's cool. Sorry, nah, I'm just noticing no some of these yeah. things. Um, <laughs> Plastic Man, Solomon Grundy. They're actually like they're not obscure. Um, no, no, Plastic Man. I, I would know. He's a guy with the glasses, right? But I yeah. don't see him. Uh, oh, he's got white hair there now. There. So see that panel with the back of Superman's head. Yeah. After, so to the right, the very right. Yeah. You see the guy in the red shirt with the white. And black glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, oh. but he looks distressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, him. Yeah, sorry, I was one page behind. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's the guy. I, he kind of looks like. Um, yeah, there's a few. Just the old Lobo. Gives, yeah. He gives like a good speech. Like he gives a speech to everyone. Like you know, mm-hmm. do something with yourselves. It's a thankless job, but you know you'll be a hero and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, be better, etc. Uh, like, you know, be heroes. <laughs> and, like, a lot of them are considering it. Yes, they um, are. I mean, they do. But. <laughs> thunk. Yeah. We have Green Arrow here. Um, the, you know, super oh. left wing superhero. Yeah. Now for the democratic response. Yeah, so he probably nabs a fair few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Batman stealing away his recruitment. 
So, I mean, come on. Camelot, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the, the table. Yeah, the, the round table, table. Yeah, suit yeah, man yeah. at the head, the King Arthur type figure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. In the, in the awesome Green Lantern, you know, floating yeah, city. Yeah, the floating city. It is. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. So, you know, the, the, these commenting, like, you know, Superman's gathered a lot of power here, mm-hmm. but is are they going to be good enough to save the Earth, and from what? Yes. You know, what What's the threat here? You know, yeah. what's causing yeah. this Armageddon? Um, <laughs> we have some nice revelation quotes and stuff. Uh, more montages of them going around the world. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, Moscow, Tokyo, um, Germany... Uh, yes. And, uh, looks like Chun-Li there. Yeah, it does, right? But she's Japanese. Um, but it does look, it looks a lot like Chun-Li. Yeah. Uh. Only because of the, 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 the hair and the, yeah. And, and, and the, the, costu- the costumes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's, we have more of Superman being conflicted. You know, with like you know, Wonder Woman's like it's a war. You know, and so sorry, these people here, because mm. because in the synopsis, because I didn't realise it was Mister Miracle. Is that is he that dude there with Power Girl? No, no. Oh, that's is that is that strange? Who are you? Uh, which which person are you talking about? What uh, page they, are you on? They're looking at. Oh, we've got different pages. It's a one with um Superman and Wonder Woman looking at that big, the big guy. With the black tattoos on on the floor. Oh, uh, that's not Mister Miracle. Okay, that's like a dictator, evil dude. Um, no, 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 not on the ground. Um, oh. In the pa- the panels before with Power Girl, he's um, they're looking up at a projection of Magog, whereabouts unknown. Oh no, that's that's not Mister Miracle. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. No, I just I'm just wondering where Mister Miracle is because I didn't. Because he was mentioned in the synopsis, and I, you know, I had no idea. Oh no, yeah, uh, I know where he is. He's not in okay. it yet. Um, oh okay, okay. Yeah, uh, but we get, yeah, we get more of Superman being conflicted about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we shouldn't have to fight this hard. Yep. You know, we're ending up with more captives than converts. Yes. Yeah, it's not going as, according to plan. It, it's no. um, he's not getting the results that he wants. Although I mean, he's, he's growing. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and Wonder Woman has a suggestion which she doesn't tell him. Yes. Um, yeah. So they go under the sea, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know everyone's being cool. They can all breathe underwater, but Wonder Woman needs a breathing apparatus because she's lame. So <laughs> <laughs> imagine needing yeah, yeah. But no, Superman oh, can. Yeah, I, I got this wrong. Sorry. Yeah. So it was in it's with Aquaman. It wasn't with Orion that she talks about. Yeah, um, it's with Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, that she's talking about a panel colony. Superman's caught a bit off guard. Mm-hmm. Well, just a bit. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I, I really love like Aquaman's really cool here. Like he's not a jerk, mm. really. Um, but uh, what does he say? It's a really awesome line. Um, yeah. You have hundreds of champions to defend a few land masses. I protect the other seventy percent mm. of the world, and there's only one of me. Yeah. 
are yeah, responsibilities it, you cannot even dream of. Like, <laughs> he really does put it in perspective, and he's absolutely yeah. right. You know, if you look at it landmass or water mass wise, he's got a whole lot more. And there's all sorts of crap down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially exactly. in the DC Comics universe. Um, so why should he bother? You know. Yeah, it's a surface struggle, but um, yeah. yeah, as Wonder Woman says, uh, as you know, you, you can resume your solitude. Relish your world as long as it lasts. Oh, because it will affect him later, no yeah. doubt. And we also find out that uh, Wonder Woman's been exiled from Themyscira, Paradise Island, because mm. she has not made the world a better place. So she got yep. stripped of her royalty and heritage, mm-hmm. which uh, is, I guess, why she's um, you know, a bit a little more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. In addition to all the other stuff, you know, like the world being a toilet. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like a there's like a romance budding between these They've two. Always, it's always on again, off again, isn't it? They always kind of like each other. Uh, not really. I think this is no? the first one that okay. really did it. Okay, maybe because I we just read that year one again that we saw. Yeah, she yeah. tried to tried to put the moves on him. Didn't work. I think it's Batman. This is Wonder Woman sometimes as well, but uh, Superman yeah. and Wonder Woman generally not a thing except for New Fifty Two and this. And, okay. and Miller's weird, whatever he's doing. Um, right, okay. So, and he, yeah. Yeah. Um, this next page I just love. Sorry, I'm just... I'm yeah, no, go. Going ahead to Magog here. Again, it's a bit of comedy. I think a bit light relief. He's holding this um, house, and he's saying to himself, gently, gently, but it's breaking. See, I thought... I thought this was like a sharp contrast to what Superman was doing at the start of issue one. Yeah. You know, Superman yeah, the, is yeah. doing well, the same building, thing, yeah. except yeah. he's building, and Magog yeah. is here destroying, like... Yeah, well, he's yeah, he's trying to do something with it. Though. But he ends up, yeah. He, he can't do it. Like, he, he fails, and he gets frustrated, and he destroys it. Yeah. Could exactly be a symbolic of Kansas. Um, Rip Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And this guy's got awful armor. My God. Yeah. Anyway, just jealous. <laughs> I see the cable thing. I don't see the shadow shadow star. But anyway, there's enough nineties in it. I think his shadow star is more like the helmet. Oh, he doesn't. But he doesn't have horns. But no, not that horns. Just the oh, the, the, of his face. the face. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But um, um, yeah. So how do you pronounce that? Milk toast. Yeah, milk toast. Oh, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a derogatory term. For someone super boring and vanilla. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Soggy. Yeah, the Metropolis milk toast. (laughs) Blue boy. (laughs) He's giving him sass, um, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. No, sorry, and just tells he he goes a flashback, and this is where we see the Joker tells the story, and this is where we get the like, this is where we get what's happened and why Superman has left. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, oh, I love this reference uh, on the newsletter. Must there be a Superman? Mm. A famous Bronze Age story that we are definitely going to be covering. Oh, okay, which is the right. first ever story that really has that question. Mm-hmm. Of if Superman is doing more harm for humanity than good, it was written in the seventies uh, by right. 
Elliot S. Magan, drawn by our favourite Kurt Swan. Okay. Has a large bearing on Batman v Superman as well, so... Mm-hmm. And this story. It was actually an inspiration for this story as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, awesome. Uh, cool. So uh, everyone gets laughing gassed in the Daily Planet. <laughs> so all Superman's friends and his wife died. But that's not why he left. It's part of it, sure, but what he, why he really left is the Joker's in cuffs. They're, they're all looking for the Joker, but the Joker's in cuffs, and Magon comes up, straight up murders him. Yep. Uh... And Superman takes it to the courts, puts it on trial, and Magog is acquitted, and Metropolis yeah. is really sour on Superman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They just turn, and, and uh, the poster boy becomes Magog. Yeah, and the Superman essentially loses faith in himself, because he sees Magog as the man of tomorrow, and he's just not like that. And, mm. you know, he's been... He's also... I feel like he feels like he's been kind of stabbed in the back by... Yeah, everyone else for turning against him. So mm. yeah, of course you, you'd feel a bit betrayed after all you've done for them as well, and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's a combination of a few very very bad things, and Superman left, um, mm. which I get. Yeah, uh, you know, the, and well, there's got to be a breaking point, I guess. So. Yeah, and, and as we said before, this is the cautionary tale of like if superheroes mm. if if they don't, yeah. you know, exactly. uh, keep going. Um, wasn't it, this? This sounds very reminiscent. Wasn't there a story that we may not have covered, or maybe we just discussed off air, where Superman gets jaded and he? Li- oh, wasn't it that? Um, it was a nineties one, was it? Where he fights um, that that uh, God was it? Uh, Manchester Black. Ah, oh, um, what's so funny about Truth Justice the American Way? Yeah, is, is that is that the one where he gets jaded and he decides to to piss off? No, it's Manchester not. Black. But he doesn't leave. He um, beats them up. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling that this this the sense of deja vu. Where you're not like, thinking of injustice, are you? Because that's pretty. Dumb. I haven't. No, I haven't read it though. Justice read. ripped off this and is much worse than yeah. this. But um. Oh no. I don't know. Because I've I've never read this or nor injustice. Um. But I, I feel I've heard this story before where he mm. he gets pushed away from the public. Um. Anyway. So. Okay, interesting. Oh, maybe you'll remember later. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like I like this. You know, it's it's a combination of his wife dies, all his friends die. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it, it is murder. Like he he just he kills an unarmed prisoner. That's the Joker, and uh, yeah, everyone just applauds him for it, and they just turn against Superman. So yeah. But that being said, like, I can't help but feel Magog has like. A valid point in there. Oh, for sure. I yeah. think for sure. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, uh, sometimes you've got to wonder why the Joker still is around. You know, the atrocities that he, he does. Um, and, you know, Batman not wanting to kill, fair enough, that's good. But... Mm. You know, there is... there is You can you can kind of see where Magog's coming from. Yeah. Um, I think this is I think this was done in a really good way where it creates ambiguity because in the usual mm. situation it's like just kill the Joker, but in this situation, you know, the Joker yep. was shown as an unarmed prisoner of the police when yep. he got killed. So it's yep. a bit different than killing him before he blows up a you know, auditorium or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah um yeah. 
so you know it, it does create like an like you know it makes you thonk um <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think it's just well set up with all the events that happened you know that yeah. kind of leading up to this um the fact that the the society is jaded the fact that um there seems to be chaos and unrule um in the cities and the fact that as hero fine a hero finally decides to actually do something and nip it in the bud it kind of it, it seems to be like the perfect timing mm. um for magog to do that and and for the for the rest of society to actually go yeah you know what it's probably about time that we start doing this, and and that's kind of you know and and so you you're led to believe it even more and um. But then you see how to, it all turns out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you and you see the despair of Superman and and yeah, I think it worked really well. And even Magog has regret, like he's yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, pretty much like. Then he blames Superman. He's like, you know, you wouldn't change. So like mm. they chose me instead. I had to be the. Yep. Out tomorrow, you know, and now they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's like summed a, up there. Yeah, as well, like he's talked with Superman, like this is what I represent. He's saying, but Superman, all he has to say is that you must be proud. Um, you know, regardless of whether Superman knows about these demons or, or ghosts that are haunting Magog, that's exactly what's under his, you know, yeah. what's haunting like in his mind, and that you know that causes him to be so angry. But he just kind of capitulates immediately after that. Yeah. It's and, like, I, I thought there was going to be a huge battle about Well, no, because you see him then. trying to, like, rebuild the place yeah. as well before they got yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He's, just, exactly. he's angry at Superman because, in his view, Superman should have been the one who did step up yeah. and make the hard choice, but he didn't. So mm-hmm. you know, it all sort of comes back to Superman. This obviously pushes Superman a bit more over the edge. Well, not over the edge, but, like, a bit closer to the edge. Mm. He's like, you know, that's it. We are at war. Yeah, you know, we gotta just we have to end this. Um, yeah. Apocalypse. I love Apocalypse. I love how Orion has taken over from Darkseid. Um, you know, Orion is uh, Darkseid's son who mm. was exchanged at birth to New Genesis, so like the opposite of Apocalypse, yeah. which is Kinda why he's it. not. Yeah, got his dad's looks there. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> him being raised on New Genesis is why he's not a complete bastard like his dad. So, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. But there's also some interesting things here, which has been brought up with Darkseid before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, brought up in the Superman animated series with Darkseid is uh, Superman takes down and... De- sorry, spoilers. He, he does beat Darkseid in a fight and essentially dethrones him in front of everyone. He casts Darkseid's mm-hmm. body down to everyone and they all pick him up. Yeah. Because they don't know what the concept of freedom is. Mm. You know, they they need to live like this. And that's kind of what's happening here is yep. Superman, like, why haven't you liberated Apocalypse? And he's like, hey... They don't know what to do with it. It yep. does more harm than good. So, mm-hmm. you know, just interesting, I thought. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know too much about an Apocalypse and... Yeah, fair Orion enough. <laughs> and stuff. So I was, it's kind of like, okay, it was like, this is a little bit of a... Detour. A little bit of a t- detour, but it's good yeah. to see what's happened to Dark, you know, Dark Side's... Um, descendants and uh, offspring, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and Mr. Miracle's the guy in the robe. Okay, these people. Okay, yeah, I had no idea at all who, what the hell these people were. Yeah, he's married to Big Barter. Yep. Who has they an both, eye patch they, in this? She doesn't and, use yeah, that one. And they both don't look like the, the typical, right? 
Mr. No. Miracle? No, yeah, yeah, okay. In fact, their, their daughter is, um, their daughter who comes through the boom tube here, she's kind of wearing a combination of both of their costumes. Okay, right. Um, that's right. I remember reading the boom tube and I remember reading that going, yep, I have absolutely no idea what's going on here. Yeah, the boom tube is how they get every, I was, I was like, so it's weird, right? Because I feel like so, if there's anything you could learn about in DC to help you comprehend events, mm-hmm. it would be the fourth world, Jack Kirby stuff with Darkseid and the New Gods, because they seem to have a factor in like so many big events. Mm-hmm. They're like a crucial part of like the kind of world building of the DC universe. Yep. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they pop up a lot, but you know, you learn yeah. more about them as you go as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, actually, interesting story behind them. Uh, they were supposed to be in Marvel. Oh, uh, right. But Jack Kirby, they wouldn't let Jack Kirby kill off the North, Norse Pantheon, so he left and did oh. it with DC. Okay. Um, and I think had, like, uh, some of the Norse gods and Thor, like, yeah. there as a kind of subtle, hey, I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> um, because they, the these guys are created, Darkseid and stuff are created, and when the Norse pantheon dies originally, that's been changed a lot. Now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, just a little fun fact. I got distracted. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, prison. They're building a stronghold of justice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love the name, that, right? Yeah. He looks hopeful. You know that does this he? might might be. The, he does. Yeah. I guess he looks. He, he looks does. trepidatious but hopeful. Yeah, he doesn't look like he looks like. Um, yeah, trepid. Yeah, he looks. Um, yeah, but um, he hopeful as Hence in I, I, as is. I really hope this this will work. I mean, you, that's you know? that's really the strength of Alex Ross as an artist. Yeah, like he draws such detail on his faces that they look like human expressions, mm. you know. And we can, like, we can debate, like, what does that expression mean, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we come to the end, and uh, Bruce Wayne is uh, there's a a, a um, agreement of sorts, yes, between um, exoskeleton Bruce and yeah. uh, and Lex slash Kingpin. So. Yeah. So, is this an unholy union, or is it mm. more than we think? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, strong first two issues, a lot of setup. Uh, things are gonna get crazy in the next two issues. I can guarantee that. Well, wow. um, you know. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I'll first just quickly half. do the feedback. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sweet. Um, and then we can do final thoughts and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go to our page. No, I do not want. Sorry. So be sure, obviously, listeners as well, to just drop your thoughts. We'd love to do, to discuss them and to talk about them on the show. Uh, you might bring some things that we haven't kind of thought about, which is you know. Highly probable because everyone has different takes and perspectives yep. on stuff. Um, so yeah, please drop us a line any which way, Twitter, Facebook, uh, even an old fashioned email. Um, we, we love it all. Um, or Absolutely. if you've got the, yeah, if you've got the capability, drop us a, um, a voicemail 
as well. Send us an audio, and we'll play that on the show. And uh, make sure you read this book too. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's worth reading. And we haven't. Oh, it is. Yeah, we haven't gone in depth enough to like ruin a reading experience because we haven't read out every piece of dialogue no. or anything. So no, you'd still thoroughly enjoy this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, make sure you're for the next issue where it all ends, and you'll, you know, be spoiled. Um, <laughs> but yeah, first piece piece of feedback is from Noel Tate. Uh, actually, just before that, I wanna, I forgot to shout out one of my guests last week. Oh. Um, I forgot to shout out Al from the Warlock Thanos podcast. Ah, uh, yes. I'm really sorry, but he was a guest too, and mm. it, it's also, it was awesome finding a super fan in a Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, and. Yeah. It's great to have on. Talk about the Flash cartoon, so. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, now, Noel Tate says, I borrowed this book Actually, let me just see if there's any spoilers in any of these. Um, I don't think so from memory. So I borrowed this book from the Little Comic Book Library at a local store. Picked it up purely based on a recommendation for the art. I've only read it once, but it's a classic story and the art is really mind-blowing. Apparently it's influenced by the unreleased Twilight of the Superheroes by Alan Moore, but isn't quite as dark as I'd imagine Moore's story would have been. I'll just put an addendum myself, and it's not as stupid either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of Way's best writing and some of Ross's best work. I honestly like his art in Marvels a bit more, but that's probably just due to me liking and being more familiar with the Marvel characters. Uh, it really is fantastic. Seems to me that it's one of the few possible future superhero stories that isn't a takedown or critiquing the genre, but really Wade's love for the DC universe and propping up classic characters. Someone said it is a deconstruction of critique of 90s blowout, blown out, violent, messy comics, and I believe that's true, but there is clearly mm-hmm. a love for Superman. Yeah. Uh, there are some bits that I think could have been shaved down a hair, but it mostly flows very well into four issues. I read it in trade, so I couldn't remember where the issue breaks Ah, so I just thought I'd share what I remembered from the whole series. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Noel. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, uh, as we said before, Mark Wade himself said, uh, it is a Superman story, but it's yeah. also, uh, a critique yeah. and deconstruction of violent superheroes, and it's also a bunch of other things too. Yeah, I, I think um, it's well balanced, like yeah. those, those points, because you could easily have one outweigh the other, and, and it becomes just a story about that. I think uh, the redeeming quality of, have, of, as Noel mentions, propping up the classic heroes up against, you know, um, yeah. the, a comment on 90s kind of characters, it, it really works well, and, and it's, um, it's, although it's, you know, it's commenting on the '90s character. It's not disparaging on one or the other, you know. And, and it's, uh, I think he, I think Wade does a, a really good balance between those, those two points. I mean, as you say, there are, there are many other things in here, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously the whole biblical overtone. Biblical, of, um, yeah, exactly. You know, these guys seeming like gods and angels mm-hmm. and stuff, um, which is just like kind of the cherry on top sometimes. Well, actually, that's a bit of an understatement, but you know, it's a really nice. It adds a lot of nice flavor. Yeah. And, uh, more, yeah. you know, subtext to it as well. Um, yeah. and, uh, our next piece of feedback is from Mr. James Young. Uh, the one I've been waiting for. It's one of those classics that is meant to be revisited and enjoyed every year or so, at least for me. Kingdom Come never gets old. The story, theme, are moi. Tread magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> and as an avid Alan Moore reader, how in the hot ham and cheese have I never heard of Twilight? Um, because it's not very good. Like, <laughs> as I said, the preface where he's talking about events and stuff is much better. Um, yeah. I mean, for, like, 
just Captain Marvel, Martian Manhunter, uh, prostitute, neck-snapping murder. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just say that and yeah. go read it if you wish. But um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. You went a bit crazy there more. Um, yeah. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. Um, yeah, I'm obviously really enjoying this. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, what aspect of it are you enjoying the most, Connor? Um, I enjoy all the aspects. I mean, you know, because well, like it's a really, it's a really great Superman story, mm. and uh, you know, the Revelation stuff and the Narnie stuff. Uh, I mean, they are biblical themes, and you know, the relevance themes are explored in Superman stories. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the um, I mean, the artwork as well. The artwork's yeah, fantastic, it's phenomenal. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying everything about it. Like, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good things about it. And, and as we've covered already, um, plenty of topics there. Uh, and without not wanting to sound um, very predictable, hmm. but most enjoyable for me is, I think, the treatment of, of Superman, um, just how he's being portrayed. Um, it's a very juicy role. And, hmm. and Mark Wade is really, really on top of his game here. Like, it's just a very, um, very readable, very pleasant read. Um, and, and you can tell there's a lot of layers and a lot of depth to this. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of gone through it in, in a very long amount of time actually teasing these out, but you kind of, you kind of get a sense of it. Like, you read it, you know, you know, you read these two issues, which what would take you what half an hour or something, but you get a sense of all this stuff that has been has been thought about and put in by Mark Wade, and and with that, knowing that, you kind of you appreciate the the amount um, the the skill of Mark Wade. Yeah. I think in it, it's very well done. I feel a lot of the credit should go to Alex Ross as well, though. Oh, um, absolutely, because he, he's absolutely. behind a lot of these ideas too. Absolutely. Can you imagine Kingdom Come being drawn by someone else? John Romita Jr. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine that? No, it'll it would be totally. Work. It'll be totally different. Alex Ross brings a, a a sense of grandeur to this whole thing, but also he he has a sense of um. Uh, I said it before, like a vintage. There's, there's an old, a classic style to it as well. Yeah. Um, and that really does add and, and make this book as much as Mark Wade's. Um, yeah, but for me, it, it's a way that Superman's written. Um, his interactions with Wonder Woman and with Batman are, are fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm enjoying so far. And, and, yeah, looking forward to it. Who knows? I mean, the, that other thing with um, Bruce Wayne meeting up with Lex Luthor, where that goes, you know, yeah. there's plenty of things that you can you can um, ponder about and wait and see. Also, I'm also obviously really enjoying Superman's turmoil. Like this is mm, yeah, this yeah. is a really great example of him trying to do the right thing in a pretty much a situation where there is no right answer. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. a hard fix, isn't it? It's a hard very fix. hard fix. Yeah, he's so, doing the best he can, and then his friends are like, "Hey, let's put up a gulag." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's put up a gulag. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, yeah. So, no, excited to see what happens with, with Aquaman, you know, all these other things, because mm. I'm sure that's not the end of it. It will impact his world. Uh, if it is the apocalypse, everyone's going to be involved. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, strong. Two more and, 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 to go. Two more. And, sorry, the last one as well, Spectre. Yes. I do love seeing Spectre yeah. as a, the, one of the main 
I mean, although mm. he's very passive, it's just good to have him there. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely one of the like uh, the central figures, I mm. guess. Um, yeah, you know, he's one of the main characters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, awesome. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to leave us feedback. Make sure you read the story. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be releasing the episode in two weeks. Uh, the finale to Kingdom yes. Come, uh, which I can't wait to do because there's going to be lots more to talk about in the next two issues because absolutely there'll be the conclusion, the climax, and everything, and then we'll be doing you know obviously the retrospective of the whole series now that we have the whole picture. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's been fun. So, good, yeah. any other thoughts, Ray? Or, um, yeah, okay. So since we aren't, um, just you know, finally, since we aren't really marking this, um, on my barometer of trade worthy, um, at the halfway mark, um, I'd say just very much so. I would recommend this for, mm. um, as James Young, our listener, said as well. It's one of those ones that you can revisit, um, and I think it would. It would do well on on the shelf, um, yeah. just to, to actually you know just to own that artwork, and to um, to reread the story. I mean, so you know, parts yeah. one and two, uh, chapters one and two have have really sold me so far. Yeah, and you can you can get this. Uh, they did a black label release of this recently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is a hardcover deluxe edition. Yep. As well, um, Ray, you have the digital deluxe edition. Yes. And uh, that comes with all the extras. Yeah. Uh, which are, which are, if you're into the story, these extras are really interesting, especially if you want to learn more about the characters, like the characters that don't really say much. I would um, say it's, it's very good supplementary material. You actually see, ex- you get an insight to actually even more thought that's gone into it. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I, I, I own a few omnibuses and stuff. It's some of the best supplementary material I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it answers a lot of questions and stuff. And, uh, if you have the money, I highly recommend the Absolute Edition because you have those mm. huge, gorgeous pages full of this artwork. Fantastic. Um, absolutely worth the purchase if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if not, there are the cheaper alternatives. So, uh, yeah, Bob's your yeah. uncle. Um, <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Yes, uh, I don't know where that came I, from. I, I, I can't know. That. I was just trying to think of something to tie it in with these crazy, wacky characters that we got. I can't think of anything. Um, yeah, so very, very good indeed. Looking forward to the uh, the final two. Yep, uh, going to be awesome. All right. So uh, until next time, guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> chin up. I don't know, man. Um, and and. Um, you know, make sure you put two sugars in your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spectre's a pretty cool friend to have. You get to travel to different places and, oh, yeah. you know, spy That's on true. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, I don't know, what he's brushing his teeth and that's what triggers the Armageddon? Well, you know, I don't know about you, but you brushing teeth. Superman everywhere. <laughs> when he's in the toilet. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Every single minute. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time, uh, read this book. Yeah, for sure. All right. See you. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com, our Twitter at lskpodcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast, 
And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.